Welcome to the Art Burrito Podcast with Jason Wilkins. Life, art, marketing, and all the deliciousness in between. Here we go. Chris Nichols says hi, by the way. Oh, hey, guys. Michael Baker. Yeah. Christopher Nichol. I Well, Mike, because um, I know they're somewhere warm right now. Yes. And uh, he was up here months ago. Mm-hmm. And because uh, he saw my tattoo. And that's, yeah. He went to you the, guys, yeah. You guys go guy. to the same dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he is definitely one of my fucking number one supporters in life. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. What a dude. Yeah. Seriously. He's looking after himself now too, eh? Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The two of them. Mm-hmm. The two of them, totally different lifestyle, everything. Yep. I love this, by the way. Oh, yeah, thanks. This is so good. We're recording, and <laughs> I'm extra excited because we're recording now in my new podcast lounge, Yay. quote, end quote. I feel so special. And by lounge, I mean um, six foot by... Two foot space. Yeah, but it's perfect. but it's cozy. It's fucking perfect. <laughs> now, my only thought was where you're sitting. If anyone's slightly bigger than you are, because mm-hmm. I I have a friend who's like seven feet tall. Oh, I, well, he won't be able to really be over there. Well, it's the it's the height he, of the stools too, right? So these are stools, not chairs. I know. So he'll have to turn to a. You know what? Screw that. They can just listen with, to me. He'll they just, can deal with it. Well, I, yeah, well, he can. Yeah, he can sit along the side here. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. This is the part that I wish I had. I'm gonna have to work on getting this thing filmed because I that would be fucking would be, right. Would be good. It would be good. Yeah, we can definitely work on that. Yeah, and we're also everybody. Jasmine's back. Hello, Woo! hello. Jasmine was on. You were here last week. I was. Yeah, it was a great, great time. <clears throat> so I'm gonna say uh, first back to back guest. I've had my brother on three times or two times, oh. but not back to back, and. Um, our podcast last week broke records. <gasps> got the most listens of any of them. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, I didn't share you the share the new numbers, so they're Tell even me, higher. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! It's much higher. That's amazing. Um, so either people really like us, or they just we've got haters. Either way, <laughs> that's cool with me. If we have haters, that's awesome. I love it. Cheers, baby. Cheers. 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 Okay, so you guys, you guys can't see, but. Jay and I began our morning by sharing photos of ourselves drinking out of our superhero mugs. And yep. then we just decided to continue the show on by drinking beer out yeah. of our superhero mugs. We left out the um, opening the beer part. So we just yeah. went right to pouring it in our mugs mm-hmm. and drinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's very delicious. Yes. yes. It is good. It so is. this is the Publican. Uh, the bottle's back here. Yeah. It is the... Uh, it should oh, just God. be called fucking delicious... Eight or better. So I think it's their only beer that's 8.1%. So there's yeah, there's a little bit left in there. It's kind of, it's bubbly. It's bubbly. Um, and it also has a little bit of a bite. Like, like a, a zing. A little zing yeah. to it. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Is this the same beer that you had um, when your buddy was on? Mm-mm. Your friend from? Sorry, yeah, it is. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's, he's a big dude, and so he can drink way more than I can. <laughs> so he had 
I think he might have drank the whole thing himself. <laughs> I he looks like he kind of looks like a Viking. So you I, I, so I think he just kind of like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we both just did our best, kind of like Hulk slash Thor impression. I'm not really sure what that was. Time. I know. It was it was an image that I will carry <laughs> in my brain of you for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I have um. So we're gonna do like um, kind of a continuation of um last time you were here. Mm-hmm. Topics. Um, topics. So topics. I wrote down. I did make some notes. Oh, there. Um, I love your penmanship, by the way. I just. A lot of guys don't have good penmanship, and I am a huge fan of looking at your notes because it's just great penmanship. I would not call that, like, okay, so I can't read most of it. (laughs) I kind of looks like um, Dr. Scribbles, like a prescription pad. It does not. A little bit. No, not even close. Um, But I can read most of it, so that's 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 the important thing. Otherwise, we'll just wing it. Well, we end up doing that anyway. I know. So. Um, mm-hmm. so you were, you came off a good night last night, <laughs> you were just saying, which is, which is good. And you're diving right back in. Now it's 1220. Mm-hmm. So that's, you're totally, I know. it's totally in the realm I'm of completely okay. completely all right. So, but just, so, you know, so I woke up this morning, um, still in a state of half intoxicated. Like, you know, when you wake up. And you know that if you were to indulge in another alcoholic beverage, you would just rewind to where you were five hours ago. Yep. That level of intoxication. So let's just, that's a forewarning, right? Yeah. That's okay. Okay. We can navigate that (laughs) as it happens. I'm going to (laughs) go drink the whole bottle. You're going to pull an Adrian. 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 And do you like my little beer spots? Um, I fucking love the little beer spots. It's almost like yeah. bullseye. So again, no one can see it, but I drew um, okay. little beer uh, circles on the table. So everyone knows exactly where mm-hmm. to put their beer. And you also wrote beer. Beer. So with big arrows. That also tells people where to put their beer. <laughs> well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to put mine on the burrito. Here, motherfucker. You Look put it that. on the burrito. Yeah. I'm a rebel and I don't care. <laughs> And I'm going to be singing a lot tonight. I don't know why. It's just a sing-song kind of day. Um, Oh, and also, pretty cool you even made it here. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, because I couldn't drive, right? Well, everyone's snowed in, number one. Like, our vehicles are all stuck, snowed in, overlapping and blocking other cars because people can't move them. And then I also don't even have my vehicle at home. (laughs) Because somebody had to borrow it to take it home last night. Oh, right. And then, <laughs> and then, even if I did have a vehicle, I can't drive because of said again. You're being responsible. Mm-hmm. Very, That's right. Yeah. Very. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to be a neat one to look back on this episode because in like mid July, I'm going to re- I'm going to listen to a bunch of these and I'll be like, yep. Yep. Poor fuckers, we're stuck I'm, in the snow. It's beautiful. As soon as the wind stops, it's going to be hey, a winter wonderland. I'm cool because if I don't have to go anywhere, yeah, like yeah. Uh, this this stuff makes me happy because yeah. like I only have to drive ten minutes to get anybody, and then I'm home, right? Yeah. Um, and then you just chill at home. I know. I w- I don't know what I would do without the seasons, like the the four seasons, because to force you to rest. I just love the. Well, after a while, this gets really annoying, <laughs> but um, but. I just love the, you know, fall. I just love it all. 
Well, so do that. I. Like I don't yeah. have a favorite season. Yeah. I um I love the winter just as much as I love frying my skin in the summer at I the beach, know. right? I like I do. I can't get on board with that. I I, I like the I, love it. I like fall. Fall is magic. It's my favorite. But so is snow. Yeah, it can be. It can be. You just need to embrace it. I know. Just embrace it. It's magic. Snow angels. More snow angels. Absolutely. And, and, and snowball fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what do I have written here first that I want to talk about? I don't know. Um, the first thing I have written down is, that's actually kind of a good segue because, uh, like. Your segue. Practical advice for getting out of a funk. Practical advice. So not just, cause I was, I was kind of thinking about what we were talking about last week mm-hmm. and it's, it, it was all good stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people want to hear like, okay, so. Uh, le- it, less of wake up and just, yeah. you know, be awesome. Yeah. Well, exactly. So what are the actual steps? Yeah. Like what's an actual thing that you can grasp you yeah. know what I mean, in order to do that? Yeah. yeah. So if you are, if you are like, like a lot of people this time of year, especially feel like crap mm-hmm. and they have the, mm-hmm. the sad disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are going away right now, and those people need to stop posting on Facebook. Really <laughs> There's a lot of those. I know, so and many. It makes me so jealous. And so there is, um, uh, there's a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of wanted to nail down sort of some like actual things yeah. you can like do to be okay. So mm-hmm. even if you're not feeling amazing that day, like yeah, you know. absolutely. So I mean, honestly. I love the winter. We just fucking covered that. So I don't go through like sad disorder, but I've got fucking like, I mean, there's days, right? Where you just feel off or you've lost your motivation or you start having doubts or, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, so again, the step that is most important to me when I'm having a really bad fucking day Mm. is let it be a bad day. Yeah. Let it be a bad day. So that's also, but that's coming from someone who doesn't actually have a, like a disorder. I'm not depressed. I'm having a bad day or mm-hmm. I'm having a bad week. Well, we'll just go with that. Okay. I think, yeah, that's good. Cause I, because I mean, I can't contest and I can't, I'm not educated enough. Well, and getting I don't, the, yeah. Getting in the yeah. brain of people who have like legitimate um, Ish, depression. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, we talked about that last week. Yeah. It's a tough one to touch on, especially when you don't have like full-on experience with that kind of thing. Yeah. I just, yeah. So, I mean, for me and my advice and even passing it down to my kids, you know what? Not every day is going to be good. So let's just let this one ride out and we're going to make it until bedtime guys and wake up tomorrow and we're going to hopefully have a better day. And we, we vocalize it, you know, I think when my kids, if my kids have had a bad day and, you know, let's just say, you know, we're, you know, maybe there is something lost or there was some sort of grounding or some sort of consequence for their actions that day. Mm -hmm. We don't just, we don't just sugarcoat it and we don't, but I also don't, I also don't come down on them for having a bad day or for being human. Mm-hmm. I encourage myself and I encourage the kids just fucking hold it. Just hold it. Just fucking take it for what it is. Understand that what's, um, you know, if you've survived a hundred percent of the days you thought you wouldn't survive. Yeah. 
that's that's history states mm-hmm. that we've survived bad days you before. Will come through it. And yeah. you know what? We're gonna wake up tomorrow. We're gonna give it another fucking go and hope for the best. And hopefully, we have a better day. Yeah. End of story. Just don't put. Don't force it away. Yeah. Don't force it away. Look at it as you know what? Today I'm not gonna hustle. Today I need to rest. Yeah. Um, today I need to just kind of fucking focus. And it, you know, if there's a lesson to be learned, and a lesson to be learned. If there's not a fucking lesson to be learned, then let's just write it out. Yeah. No forcing. Yeah, I have um I've learned recently a way to kind of deal with I used to so there is two sides to that for sure. Yeah. So taking the taking the like the rest you need, like mm-hmm. to actually recoup yeah. from whatever happened, maybe the day before or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the other side I, I, I'm working on is, um, so say like you recognize like an attitude or an experience you're having that day. That's mm-hmm. really shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have stuff to get done. Yeah. So, yeah. um, that's where it begins and ends with me. So I sort of, I'm a little more self-aware, so I'm starting to recognize, mm-hmm. okay, uh, like I'm not feeling great today and this could go one of two ways. I could just like literally I sit on the couch and watch a show cause mm-hmm. I would work for myself. So who's was telling me not to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, but what I'm getting better at is remembering, okay, so then comes tomorrow Yeah. and then you, you've done nothing the day before. Yeah. Um, and then how do you feel tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to be really conscious of, yes, even if, even if something's kind of keeping me down that day, uh, to get my head as straight enough mm-hmm. that I can get yep. work done. Yeah. And, uh, and that usually what that does is by the time I'm home, yeah. it makes you feel much, much better. You're it's, like, okay, the day is over now. You know what? And that's, I got stuff yeah, done. And that's, that's an amazing way to approach it because you literally are proving to yourself that you can get shit done and you can still accomplish something and you literally, you just owned it. You, I'm, you know what? It's not going to get the better of me. I literally still fucking accomplish shit, even though I didn't think that I could or felt like interacting or being around anyone today. And there's so much, I still did it. Yeah. And there's so much lost time in a day anyway. Oh, I know. Uh, Like I, it's, it's sick. If you actually calculate the times. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my god! So if you were to if you were to an, a destroy an entire day because you weren't mm-hmm. feeling a hundred percent, like and especially when you're running your own business, it's it's it can be devastating. Like if you true. don't do one thing in a day that could make a big difference, mm-hmm. then yep. that's not good. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think it's so interesting how much you and I are alike when it comes down to kind of like the nitty gritty of things, but we also approach it differently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like your hustle is totally fucking different than my hustle, mm-hmm. but we still have the same end goal and the same, you know, drive. There's, yeah, there's definitely, yeah, exactly. There's this, we have the same foundation for sure. Yeah. And, um, I think, uh, that's important to recognize the fact that, like you said, there's, because people preach there's one way to do, like to go through your day to to make the most of it to be productive. Mm-hmm. You see so many motivational speakers like rah rah, you know, this you know, the only do way. this, yeah. work this. Yeah. Okay. The, well, your way of dealing with something mm-hmm. maybe taking some time and and 
I don't know, whatever it is, being calm or, or getting in the right state of mind and then tackling more tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know what it is. My, mine is, I don't know what it is. I get this nagging in the back of my head if I don't feel like I'm doing enough or doing yeah. something. Yeah. Um, you can ask Heidi, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't sit still. Like I'm at home and I, I pace. Like, yeah. So because I'm always, I'm always thinking, I'm always, I could be doing more. Mm-hmm. Something else could be happening. If mm-hmm. I don't do something now that it could be a pivotal moment. Like I'm always thinking of these things. That's insane to me. So <laughs> like reach, like I'll be sitting there thinking I should reach out to this person because maybe there's an opportunity there. And maybe mm-hmm. if that opportunity leads to something else and I'm mm-hmm. thinking eight steps ahead and I just mm-hmm. can't stop. Mm-hmm. So, um, it does take um, me sitting down at the end of the night and uh, relaxing and mm-hmm. just being and checking myself a little bit, being like, okay, just literally, hey, it's okay. You mm-hmm. can watch some TV. It's all right, Jay. It's fine. Shh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, and that's not healthy either. So I'm trying, I'm still trying to find a, a bit of a balance. But as long as you are finding a balance, then. Yeah. That is healthy, if you ask me. And the fact, the simple fact that you are self-aware of your own triggers and you know your own tendencies. Oh, I know. That's so healthy. That's healthy because you're aware. Yeah, that's step one. <laughs> and then it's like, and, and then it's like, 800. and then it's like, grab hold of, like, catch yourself. I'm trying mm-hmm. to catch myself in certain actions that I'm yeah. doing throughout the day. Yeah. Um, but it's all a work it, in progress. Yeah, it is I mean. constantly, constantly. And it's yeah. like, I think you asked me, um, on the last one, just kind of like, or no, maybe I was like, maybe I was writing, maybe I was talking to myself. Okay. I do that all the time. Cause there's five different voices in my head and they all have different accents. Five Anyways, different Jasmines. Wow. Wow. That would be scary. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, fuck. Shh, be quiet guys. Be quiet. Um, what was I saying? Mm. Um, you were saying um, being self-aware and um, I don't know. Fuck. doesn't matter. Okay. Cool. But, I, I'm circling back because, you know, I said you said to me the last show and then I was like, was it you or was it me? Or oh, yeah. You were writing something or you could have been writing something. I was writing something. I'll come back. Let's circle back. Circle back. You'll have I like, another, circle. I you'll like have, circles. You'll have another sip and then it will come okay, right wait, back. Wait in. a minute. Okay. Fucking love this mug. My mug, actually, by the way, is uh, Batman and Joker. It's so much better than the bullshit that Jason's got, by no, the way. No, if I could um, trade my Superman one in for a Spider-Man, I would. I know. There you go. See? But it's still pretty cool. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Look. It's actually, the only thing I like about it is that it has all the different ones. Yeah. That's what's really cool too. It is really cool. And then the crest is at the bottom. Yeah. It's just, they're just different levels of dumb. That's yeah. all. Okay, just sure. <laughs> Moving on. Verbal attack on <laughs> Superman coming at you. Okay. I'm feeling triggered. I'm feeling triggered. <laughs> I'm feeling very self-aware of my triggers <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> what you got there, penmanship? What you got? What you got, Scribbles? Next on the list. <laughs> I used to have another sip. This beer's scary. It's so good. Oh, no. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it down. Wor- um, this is an important one. Worries and fears. Because uh, um, mm-hmm. I have like a long list for this one because uh, they're like literally crippling. They are. Like in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. 
are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> this is so funny. They won't be able to pick it up, especially now that we're back here. <laughs> I know. Okay, so guys, the fucking <laughs> the so, air compressor's on again. <laughs> and I think it followed me in. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's just, funny. Just breathe. That's cool. <sighs> yeah, no. Um, so I'm, yeah, so worries and fears. Basically, uh another one I'm working on, and I think everyone kind of works on or tries to work on. This is probably the hardest one though. Like it because I okay, so I think I get it from my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom's a big warrior. Mm-hmm. So So it's a conditioning one, you think? I think maybe. Okay. But it maybe it's just me. I don't know. Okay. But it's kind of I've kind of gotten a hold of a lot of it because when you do work for yourself, mm-hmm. there's so many things going on that it's like you almost get sick of it. You're like okay. sick of the the nagging, like the, the worry, constant. right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is insane. Um, so um, I deal with it a little different now where I t- basically tell myself, kind of like we were talking about before, this is a one day. Yeah, one day at a time. One day situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Tomorrow, you're not going to th- be thinking this. I try mm-hmm. to think a few days down the line. Mm-hmm. And and everything comes to an end. Usually, yeah. uh, it's a fairly happy uh, ending. Yeah. So... Uh, that's something I'm I'm working on, and uh, yeah, it's it's a tough one. So again, this is the difference between you know the way you process and the way I process. So I'm constantly so just because I preach this whole just kind of trust the process and let shit happen sort of thing doesn't mean that that is not a constant hustle in my brain and in my psyche and and in the things that I do because it's an actual physical effort to not worry and to not force things and to not stress out. So to me, I'm constantly in the reminding myself and being aware of the reality for my life Mm -hmm. is trust. And it always fucking works out. The energy that I would have in the past put into worrying and listening to the nagging and constantly trying to be in control. Well, if I just fucking do this or if I just talk to this person, then you know what I mean? Or if I, you know, if I reach out to this person and, you know, because I think that this could happen or, you know, I want to talk to this person about something that they're doing and I don't agree with what they're doing mm-hmm. and I feel that I could have an impact on them. And, but if I just kind of, if I can just get them to see from my point of view or something like that, that is where my stress level was. Cause I've always, I've always just wanted to help people, mm-hmm. but my version of helping was constantly forcing my own opinions and things that work for me onto other people. I was a fixer. I always wanted to fix people, Mm -hmm. relationships, kids, other people, strangers, coworkers, you know what I mean? Because I just, I love people and I could read people and I, if it's like, I, I always saw the solution. Mm-hmm. I always saw the solution to their problem in in my eyes, and that was constant nagging in my fucking brain. That's the nagging for me, Jay. Not not on myself. Well, maybe that actually turned out to be the problem because I was always so self absorbed and worried about fixing other people. Right. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. I 
would stress out on a daily basis because I couldn't get to everybody every day. I was talking to relatives every single day. I was talking to family every single day. I was talking to kids, every family, relatives. You know what I mean? I was like constantly reaching out to that person, making sure that they were okay. Is there anything I can do to make your life better? What can I do to make your day better? What can I do to help you? You know what? Do you need me? Do do you need me to do something for you? Do you want to have coffee? Do you just want to hang out? Do you want to rub off on my positive vibes? I'll give them to you. Take them, take them, take them, right? Yeah. So that was fucking exhausting. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned, and the reason I went off on that is because it's a really good example of how I used to be versus how I am now. Mm. Now, yes, there are still people in my life that I reach out to on a daily basis, letting them know that I'm there. Um, Literally, that's it. I'm here. Not, let's fucking dig into this right now. I want to help you. We're going to solve this. You're not doing this alone. Mm-hmm. We're doing this together. We're going to fix it. Now it's, do you need me? I'm here. Yeah. Which, and, can, which can be more helpful than, than the other is. way sometimes, right? Because then people on their own terms come to you, right? It's the exact example of literally now I sit back mm-hmm. and I trust. I give out my fucking vibes. I'm here. People know that. I'm an open book. If you need me, I'm fucking here. Mm. And guess what? The ones who literally need me in the timing that it's supposed to happen, they come to me. Yeah. I just sit back and and what is supposed to come at me that day comes at me that day instead of me forcing and injecting myself on all of these lives on a daily basis to make sure that I've made a difference today. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So now it's... I. It, it's it's a timing thing and it all works out. So all those issues that I was constantly obsessed that people wouldn't be able to fucking handle without me. Yeah. It's being taken care of. Yeah. That's it. It just, it always works out. And the effort that I put into worrying and stressing and forcing was exhausting. Oh my God. It so would take exhausting. a toll. It was exhausting. Just like, so, but there's people who can handle that. And Mm. that's part of your hustle. Mm. I've learned that's not my hustle. That was triggers. That was stress. That was, that was me not even being, not even going in or inward on myself. Yeah. Right. So I was constantly trying to fix other people to procrastinate on working on my own fucking issues. Right. Do you get caught up in uh, social media stuff? Cause, cause I, because I, because you're you were saying you're so you were so fixated on on not necessarily being right but mm-hmm. but trying to sort stuff out for people. Well, yeah, because I always I felt. Do you know what? I have the solution. Use yeah, it, please. Yeah, just use it, yeah. and then your fucking problems will be over. Yeah. I won't need to worry about you anymore if you yeah. just fucking listen. So, would to you me. engage on social? Like, say you saw something that was like, oh god, I have to add my two cents. Um, no. Okay. Because I um I personally just saw examples of how wrong and bad that can go and i am more of a face-to-face sort of thing yeah i'm more of a i just want to like i'll literally just be with you at your house and we'll fucking go through shit or it's a it's a um that end of that end of the spectrum there but like trying to make people um believe your opinion Mm -hmm. like is it's getting out of control. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who's wrong and who's right. And I'm, yeah, yeah. it's my way or the fucking highway. Yeah. yeah. So I know a bunch of people who are just on, just on Facebook, just like oh, going at people. I know. I know. It's, 
guess what? Those people already have their opinion. I know. That, I like know. it's not going my anywhere. My favorite. My favorite is well, you're entitled to your own opinion, but <laughs> but but here's why you're totally you're wrong. You're a fucking idiot, and yeah. I hate you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I'll give an example without getting really specific yeah. of the Humane Society. Oh, um, the box because Heidi works there, um, and because Heidi's now she she's adoptions coordinator there now. So she has to kind of little, kind of watch. Like she watches and, and sees what people are saying online. Mm-hmm. She can't really communicate, Mm-mm. right? Because it's not good. Mm-hmm. So last night, without again, without getting real specific, but she was like holding back. She's like, I have to say something. Well, and it was like, because when something's, when you're passionate about something, yes, uh, I think I would do the same. I just haven't seen enough on there that's like, I feel like I need to mm-hmm. jump in. But she, yeah, she's like, I, had, I don't know what's going on. I have to say something. Aww. So... I think she said, you know, it was, it, w- it was a good way to deal with whatever was going on. And mm-hmm. she didn't engage anymore in that. Yeah. But um, social media is a trap that way. I know. And I think, like, I mean, she used it at the right time and for the right reason. And because she's not normally a person who oversteps or uses that platform to express her opinions, I feel that it was probably appropriate. And yeah. I feel that people would, people who know her and people yeah. would be like, fuck, if Heidi is saying this yeah. and she's speaking up right now, yeah. we need to fucking listen. Yeah. It's the people who are constantly, constantly battering. And I understand maybe this is, that's their platform and they are trying to, mm. you know, make people aware of their own opinions and stuff. But it's when it, it's when it goes overboard, like you said, yeah. as to this is just my opinion and it's, I'm right it's, versus yeah, it's let's also, discuss this. Yeah, it's also funny to me that the same people that that attack on Facebook or whatever platform mm-hmm. won't won't even wave to anybody on the street. The, like, and that's the and that's a perfect it's example so because I'm anonymous. Yes, like it's not because they know who you are, but yeah. but you're out of reach. Oh, yeah. It's like being on the phone with somebody. It's like you can't reach oh, through the I phone. Know. It's it's just. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know a family, um, um, a, a, like in a, a family through friends. So I've my friends, and then I know their entire extended family. Yeah. Um, we have thirty seconds, and I got to cut. They off. don't fucking talk to each other. Yeah. All they do is literally attack each other on social media about political issues. Wow. Who, whoever brings something up, they literally don't talk to each other outside, and they literally attack each other on social media. As soon as someone expresses their opinion, the whole fucking family's like, oh my God. it's disgusting. Okay, we're coming back. You get me, really? Like I'm going to tell you, okay, guys, I got a surprise at home. Ooh, what is it? It's like... That reminds me, you, you just saying <laughs> that we're recording, just so you know. Oh, okay. Um... Uh, Avery said to me the other day something about what she wanted. She, oh, I really want that. And by the way, Dad, it was at the top of my Christmas list. Oh yeah, you didn't think we talked about this? I'm like, like, what are you talking about? Christmas? Yeah, yeah you don't get everything on your list. But FYI. they do. But they do. It's even Rowan. And, Rowan is on this whole fucking. Um, just she just kind of like you know she looks at me and she gets this look in her face. She goes, you know what, Mom. I'm going to put every single time I wish for something, every time that I make a wish or I see a star or on my Christmas list, I'm going to keep asking for that dog. And every time that I don't get it, I'm just not going to believe anymore. 
You know what I mean? She's like, fuck you, mom. Cause she knows that I'm just like, like I, and I'm just like, oh that's fine, bro. I said, but if you think, you know, that not believing is going to help you get your way, I'm just like, do you know how pissed off and how many pissed off parents there would be in this world, Rowan, if Santa got every single fucking kid the pet that they asked for on their Christmas list? Oh boy. And she's just like, well, I didn't think about that. I'm just like, no, seriously. Like how many parents do you think would be mad at Santa? I said, because so Santa just gets to drop off puppies and birds and fucking hamsters and all that shit. And then what? Is he going to drop off the year's worth of dog food, Rowan? Snakes, tarantulas. You know what I mean? Like, is 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 Santa going to pay the vet bills too, Rowan? I said, that's why Santa can't bring pets. And then she was like, fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? You could just Guess see. Guess what? She's like, wow. In Easter. Mom owned that. Easter. Yeah. Uh, People come into the Humane Society and get fucking rabbits for their kids. That's disgusting. And guess oh, what know. happens to rabbits two oh, weeks yeah. later? Exactly. Uh, it's craziness. It's it's really gross. It is gross. It's awful. Anyway. Fuck. Fuck people. <laughs> Listen to us. We love people. Fuck you all. <laughs> Most people are good. Most people are great. Most people use their brains. <laughs> but if you don't, yeah. um, we're going to fucking point you out. Yeah. Just so you know. Just saying. Um. Ta- okay. So what we were talking. Okay. Mm. So I'm going to keep going on worries and fears because it's a good one. It is a good one, but I mean, and I think, and I know that you and I have the same opinion on this. Is and I don't even think that we could divulge. I don't think we could go this deep today on my fucking mm-hmm. and my my brain level today. Mm-hmm. Um, but fear isn't real. Yeah. Fear is ego based. Mm-hmm. Fear is literally an illusion. Yeah. Right? It is. Well, I, was, I wrote down Will Smith's quote today because I posted it's that. It's so good. And it was. Um, it's so good. Uh, fear is not real. It's a product of our imagination. That was a snippet of it. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a, it's easy to, again, easy to say that, but it's, if you practice that every day, exactly. you can make some real change there, right? It's, and that's exactly it. If you practice, it life is a practice. Yeah. Like it's you're practicing different, different steps mm-hmm. and different ways to process and different thought processes. I'm you know how I'm huge on whatever. Be be so careful about what you feed your yourself, yeah. your brain. Don't negative thoughts and you know coming down on yourself and self doubt and these are all ego based yeah. emotions and they yeah. create worry and they create yeah. fear. That's why I wanted to spend more time on this because I even wrote, I, okay. So I wrote a list of stuff that, uh, that I'm feel that I am fearful for mm-hmm. and, but I've all stuff I've also kind of got a hold of. Right. So I have like, that you're aware of, yeah. So I have like letting down family, mm-hmm. um, being the provider mm-hmm. and not being good enough at what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, others judgments. Mm-hmm. So the others, others judgments thing is kind of gone for me. Okay. Which, which is insane when you tackle that one. I know it's massive. It's, it, it can catapult you way ahead. Oh, I know you, you basically, you fast forward yourself. You do. Yeah. Um, into your own growth and your healing and your own yeah. personal success. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I'm going to say there's people probably listening now, like, Holy shit! These guys are full of shit. I know. No, 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 no. Just, no guess what? We're right, and just, you're wrong. Yes, <laughs> and we can prove it. Literally, living proof. Um, yeah. but it's uh, it's one that um, as soon as I kind of stop, like, kind of okay, 
no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Like you're wasting a ton of time just worrying about yeah. that kind of thing. It's fucking true. And you have no control. That's one thing you have zero control over. Is other people's opinions. Well, it doesn't matter. And, and guess what? If they have an opinion, two hours later, they've forgotten it. And yeah, I try yeah. to tell Avery that because she has some social anxiety stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's like, what if people are looking at me weird? I said, guess what? They're, if you're walking by them and mm-hmm. they're watching you, not even 30 seconds later, they're people don't have the attention span. No. They're on to something else. Yeah. They're talking to their friend. They're on mm-hmm. their phone. Yeah. They've forgotten you. I know. And so basically her, like, those are those are her insecurities. Mm -hmm. So just because someone's looking at you, Ave, doesn't mean that they're judging you, but that's your worry and that's your fear. So that's what's creating your own anxiety. Right. So I, I, I make sure I validate it hundred percent. Absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. It's your, it's something Mm -hmm. that's bothering you. Mm -hmm. You can't shake it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Yeah. So just trying to preach it and be like, this is work. That's this all works you for can me. Do. So, right. Um, That's all you can do. But the, the being the provider thing, uh, is a, is probably the biggest thing for me because when you trust, when your spouse especially trusts you, like mm-hmm. literally I can do anything. She's like, okay. Like, I, I don't right? know. I don't know. Exactly. Like I, I mean, I don't, I don't even run anything by her. You're supposed to run stuff by your spouse. <laughs> I don't even, she has, I a, just, I just do it. And she's right. like, cool. Um, uh, but knowing that, and then the other side of it being like, what if I tank and like everything I'm building just goes under? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. she wouldn't, no one would say I told you so or anything. Mm -hmm. It would just be, I would just be devastated. I know. So it's one of those things where, um, I'm just trusting myself Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to work as hard as I can. Yeah. And I think that's really all I can do. So that's something I've grappled with sort of, but it's still a hard one. Well, especially when, and I, and I look at you and you're such a fucking, you're just such a hard worker. You're day in, you're day out. This is what you do. You are the definition of hustle. Thanks. But it doesn't feel like work. That's that's the great part. But it is the great part. And also the weird part. So when you make a simple statement Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that, that must be very hard for you and to (laughs) grasp as when you're, when you're just like, when you say something as simple as I'm just trusting myself. Mm-hmm. And when you say it, it's almost kind of like you're you're undermining that that statement. Right. It's it's almost like you you literally you yourself don't see how powerful and how absolutely not simple that statement really is. Mm-hmm. That is such that's huge trusting yourself and going with that every single day mm-hmm. is like I said, that's a that's an internal mind hustle right there. Every yeah. single day that transpires into physical actions, right? Yeah. So, but for you, you're a fucking hands-on, you're a doer. I want to see shit. I want to see, I want to bring things to fruition, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're five years ahead in your... Mm-hmm. In your life plan, you're already visualizing where you're going to be and what your space is going to look like and, and you know, what, what you want to bring for your family. So when you (laughs) pull back and you're like, okay, I'm going to see it and I'm going to let shit fall. And today I'm just going to trust myself that I'm doing the best that I can today. Mm -hmm. That's fucking huge. Do you know what's cool? It's huge. What's really neat is when you see an idea you have. Yeah. And then 
and then you it let pay, it and then and it you pays let it off, go and yep. you let it go and, you it, let it and go. then you see something actually happen mm-hmm. it's amazing you're like what it's called magic like how did that even work it's called or had so i've talked about it before yeah I and um it. but it's like i've talked about it previous podcasts about imposter syndrome where you feel like mm-hmm. where you feel like you're in a place you don't belong or like you don't deserve yeah right mm-hmm. so i feel like that um, sometimes, not all the time. I, when I first started the studio, that's how I felt. I felt like this is not real and yeah. I should not be here. And then when you start seeing stuff happen and stuff starts to just kind of roll, yeah. you roll with it. Then you start, that's when you start trusting yourself, that's, right? Because you're just like, yeah. Yeah. When you're, it's a little bit more like, okay, now oh, you're seeing the work. I know. It's work amazing. Work payoff, right? Yep. Um, but it's getting to that point where it's like, oh boy. Yeah, no, it's manifestation Mm -hmm. is a real hustle. Mm -hmm. It is part of the, it's a giant piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. That combined with implementing what your plan is, right? Exactly. So I have, I think in pictures a lot of the time. So Mm -hmm. some super visuals. It's really weird. That's strange. I'm looking around. I I don't know. Weird, huh? That's really strange. It doesn't (laughs) seem like you at all. I know. No. Yeah. Um, But I, that's, you're right. I do think a little bit further ahead that way mm-hmm. um but it's nothing that's formed yet so it takes work to make an idea yes where it's completely clear mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um that's the part of, of things that i like too right I working on that i love yeah. it i love um, it no but it's huge you just don't you know what i mean you can't undermine a statement like that um because it's it's massive and yeah, not being the not being good enough part is uh, yeah. is also like that's why I shut down um, a lot of the people that I follow and I'm careful who I follow and who surrounds you. So, and you hear it all the time now, mm-hmm. like surround yourself with like at least six people who yeah. have the same mindset as you, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, you you are the product of your environment. Yeah. So um, uh, I've gotten rid of people and then I've introduced people back into my life. Yeah. Um, reached out to them again. Yeah. Um, and they kind of take a backseat, but they're there. So it is, it is like a whole kind of like evolutionary thing. It is. It's like, yeah, yeah, I went, I went down, I went down to ground zero. You know what I mean? Where it's, um, I'm normally that person that everybody sees as a complete extrovert, right? Always out, always like literally friends with every different group and genre and Mm -hmm. hangs out here and then jumps to a totally different, you know, social environment the next day and blah, blah, blah and stuff. I went cold turkey and I pulled all the way back. And yes, I was in contact with, you know, certain people that, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely I needed in my life um, and who helped me through um, my growth process to kind of just, cause I, I did, I went all the way down to ground zero and I did cuts and slashes yeah. and a lot of people and, but I did the trust thing again. Mm-hmm. I just let who was supposed to come back into my life, come back into my life. Do you like know? Organically happen. Organic. Yeah. I just, I let everything kind of come into terms and fall back into place. And, mm-hmm. you know, some relationships are back, but they're definitely not what they were before. Um, some people really respect where I'm coming from in my life now. And this positivity thing is not just a fucking, it's not a fad for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, you know, yeah. this isn't is, it, it's it, a way of life. But isn't it and amazing too, when you make that choice and you re- once you make the choice, you realize what the, where the, like it's actual poison. 
I know. You don't like you don't yeah. realize when you're in something. No, you don't. Yeah. Like a, a, a relationship or a yeah. friendship or whatever mm-hmm. until you step back. Yeah. It takes sometimes takes a couple of years and then you look or you're reintroduced to that situation or that person. Yeah. And then you're like, you're like, wow, how, how come I see it so clear now? And I, I didn't know before. it's fucking insane. So there'd be like, you know, like as in like an example, like when people start to come back into your life or let's just say, you know, I've been quiet for two weeks or something and I haven't talked or reached out to, you know, certain people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like all of a sudden you have like, you're, you're awakened, right? You have this third eye now, Yeah. you have this third eye and it allows you to sense the negativity instantly. Mm-hmm. A text message would come in and I literally would like immediately start to feel that pressure in your chest because you know the way this conversation is going to transpire. Mm-hmm. And not that these people are attacking me. It's not about that. It's about the energy that they carry yeah. and the energy that they bring into my life. And when you can start sensing that and you already know where the conversations are going and how it's going to make you feel and how it's going to impact your life. And then you see, you know, is it like, I'll use a real example. Um, you know, I wasn't speaking, you know, I had pulled myself back and, you know, hadn't, you know, been in contact with certain friends and stuff like that. And you, you know, start to fall into a nice little kind of groove at home Mm -hmm. and everybody's, the kids are flowing and you're Mm -hmm. flowing and everybody's doing their thing and people are dealing with their own shit and their own triggers. And you're just like, yeah, look at this fucking house. Right. Everybody's just flowing. Yeah. Right. And it's not perfect, but there's a really good energy in my house and I haven't had to sage in fucking three weeks. Okay. (laughs) Right. So, and then all of a sudden the text messages start rolling in Mm -hmm. from certain individuals or a certain person and you don't even realize. And then all of a sudden you realize that the kids are fighting in the other room and you go in and you you go at it with a different energy. You go at it with, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, get your hands off each other enough. Why are you fighting? Stop fighting. Right? Yeah. Then, and then you go into the other room and... Or or you get a physical response. That's what I mean. That's what I get. But that's what I mean. So you, you start to feel that that tension build up and all of a sudden you're holding your breath and you don't realize what you're doing and then all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and you're like, Whoa, that person's energy and the way that I interact with that person mm-hmm. has immediately affected me, mm-hmm. my vibe, then it's bounced off my children, and now it's created this flow of negative energy in my fucking house. Mm-hmm. It happens. It does. And it that's yeah. just a, that's just one example. So you literally have to start limiting the space. And mm-hmm. limiting the energy that you give to that relationship. And when you start pulling yourself back from those exhausting, physical, tolling relationships, uh-huh. you have all this fucking free space to yeah. focus on positive relationships and positive energy and positive feedback to your kids and yourself. And it's just, it's a science. Yeah. It's science. Yeah. There like you, I can pick out one mean individual. Who <laughs> <laughs> could it be? I don't know. It's not rocket know. science. Yeah. But um uh 
feels like this, flying, baby. Whoa. Gonna take a rocket to the moon. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Sorry. That's okay. It's Colin James. It worked at the moment there. So like that. good. So good. <laughs> um, yeah. So what it took for me was, um, believe it or not, after 10 years of insanity, mm-hmm. literally the last two months, I had to, like it was probably two months ago, I said to this person, uh, so if you want to talk to me anymore, you can call me. Yeah. There is no more, there is, I'm putting a hard stop on uh, any messaging, Facebook, text, anything, because it's so damn easy for someone to sit there in Mm -hmm. whatever state they're in um, and just, yep, fire away. Yeah. And it's amazing. You can tell the state someone's in by their text. Oh yeah. I know. Um, And once you get to know them, it's sloppy. It's sloppy. And they start saying weird shit. And, and Mm -hmm. then, um, and then, uh. Like you said, then you start finding yourself, you're standing there and you get a message like this and it pops in and you're like, you read it. And then you, then I would look at Callie mm-hmm. and she could be doing something and you, I could feel my face going red. I know. And you're like, you, because it's not fair. No. It's not fair to anybody. No. So it's a responsibility because. Yes, exactly. Yes. Because Perfect. it's not just yep. you. No. Nope. It's spilling over to mm-hmm. the whole vibe of the house. Right? Exactly. And um, there's a saying, I think it's something along the lines of basically like um, you, you do set the, you set the tone for, for your, mm-hmm. for your home or yep. something like that, where yeah. you literally set the pulse and you set the tone for yep. your house. Right? Absolutely. So if, if I'm off, then everyone's going to be everyone's off, off yeah. right? Yeah, and, and it doesn't yeah. mean not being real. It doesn't mean you can't have a bad day. But it also means uh, don't be a dick if you're having a bad day and, and projecting on somebody else. Yeah, try to control your projections, absolutely. And and like you said, you have a responsibility to the entire environment yeah. in your home. Mm-hmm. And if that means that you need to cut people or limit access mm-hmm. that those people have into your life, mm-hmm. then so fucking be it. And you don't need to fucking apologize and there's no excuses and there's no, you don't need to, you know, justify yourself at all for doing that. No. And anyone who doesn't understand that. <laughs> yeah. There's the problem. Yeah. 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 There's the problem. Yeah. So the main takeaway of all that is, uh, you need to, it's a hard one because sometimes it's family too. Like, like sometimes you have to be like, you, you don't have to say goodbye, but you have to limit it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge believer in, um, fucking toxic people are toxic people. Yeah. The whole, Oh, but it's your family. No matter what, they're still your family. No, yeah. not fucking happening. Yeah. Toxic people are yeah. still toxic people. Well, they're a blocker to anything and good. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. I don't care if they're family. Yeah. I don't care if they're family. If they are unsupportive or um, damaging or mm-hmm. toxic or just just negative, yeah. if they're negative. They're not fucking coming in my house. Mm-hmm. No, I don't need it. Right? You don't want to be here in a positive position. Um, then sorry, I don't care if you're family. Yeah, I'm in in our world. Like my kids are constantly doing the whole battle because in our world and in our home and in my immediate family with my children, family are friends and my mm. friends and their kids are aunts and uncles. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not. And 
And a lot of people are just like, well, they're not really your well, aunt same. and you're not really their uncle. And Rowan and Silas are just kind of so. And at first I was like, oh, fuck, have I really confused them? And like, I mean, they're getting in fights like or arguments with other kids mm. at school. Like, really? Like, could we just cut it here, Jasmine? And I'm like, no, because I'm a true believer that I, I have lots of family that I don't speak with, Jay. And is it sad? Yes. Is Does it make me very sad for my children? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because growing up, my cousins and stuff like that, they were my best friends. And my kids um, don't get an opportunity to have that in their life yeah. um, because there's certain relationships that just aren't positive and they're not healthy for my kids to be around. Well, I was going to say, yeah, they're not missing anything. I know, but it's still, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, but But they are at the same time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's where my brain goes, right? So that used to be a huge, again, we go back to the things that I used to force. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Constantly trying to keep my family together, constantly trying to make sure that my kids grew up in an environment constantly surrounded by family because they're family and I want them to be surrounded by family and I want them to be with their cousins and I want them to know their aunts and uncles and just, and it was always me. Mm -hmm. It was me just making sure we were together for every holiday and blah, blah, blah. And especially after my dad passed away, it was exhausting trying to keep everyone together because families fall apart. Yeah. It's yeah. the truth. Um, either you, well, it's either you fall apart or you get closer than you've ever been yeah. when you lose, you know, a main person in your family like that. So I've, and again, we've had it both ways in my family. So I've become super close with other people mm-hmm. and other people in my life just completely gone. And it makes me sad for my kids, but you're right at the same time. They're not really missing anything if that is a negative environment for them to they're, be in. Well, they're better off, and you're looking yeah. you're looking after them that way. Yeah. So yeah, which is a tough. Yeah. One. So yeah. So it's like constantly they're constantly okay. So are these people like really our cousins? And and then it's like when we're actually talking about like my sister, like their real aunt. They're like, wait a minute. They're just like, wait a minute. So so why is she my aunt then? And I'm like, because she's my sister. And Jack, Silas is like. Oh yeah, she's really your sister, not like and it's like you just, not like this person over here. Yeah, exactly. It's like, can you imagine what my fucking family tree looks like in their brain? <laughs> it's like we have close friends like that too, where like you know they'll say, "Hey, there's Uncle Jay," or "There's yeah, a, exactly." There's, yeah. there's Auntie Heidi. Yeah. So, which is yeah, I love that. It's I know. So cute. To me, it's like who cares? It just me, brings you a little closer, if yeah, anything. Yeah, and I mean the rules are. Um, we judge our family based on the people um, that we love and that are in our lives loving us. To me, that is that's family to us, yeah. and that's how I explain it to my kids. You know what? We love them, Rowan. That's why they're a part of our family because mm-hmm. they love us, and I love their kids like their kids are my kids, and they love you, and they love you like you're theirs. So to me, that makes us family, and that's how I break it down and explain it to my kids. Yeah. It's pretty simple if you ask me. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. That's and it's 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 a hard one to grapple because you're told like family's blood and yeah. you know you should no matter what try I know. You know, uh like I've had ups and downs with um not not a lot of my family, but um like my kids. Mm-hmm. Right? Where it's like, you know, you don't one in particular. I know. Who has, 
he's gone off on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as much as you try, as much as you mm-hmm. put any kind of effort and you feel like crap and I know. So sh- it's hard. just, mm-hmm. there's no breaking through. And, mm-hmm. and there's, there's no way I would ever say goodbye. Like, see ya, no. you're negative or, you know, he's, I know. he's a kid. So I'm always like, Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Whatever you need, like I'm here. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what you said before about trying to solve problems. You're trying to bring people to you. Right. Yeah. So um, same kind of thing. Like I'm trying to, Mm -hmm. and things are getting better, which is really good. There's communication at least. Yeah. Um, But it's just, there's no way to navigate any of this stuff. Like nobody tells you, (laughs) No. you always have these, especially for your kids, you always have these like, these hopes like this is what's you know this is who they're going to be and as long as they're a good person and whatever all my mm-hmm. kids are great people yes so on that front you, yeah, yeah 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 that's a win yeah but um there's all these other things you have in your back of your mind that you just yeah exactly well, you want for them right i know so you just kind of have to let it play out Exactly. That's what my it's, mom did for me and i think it was a, it was a real gift actually well because she, she had to she influenced you. She always made her opinions from what I've mm-hmm. heard from you and the stories mm-hmm. that you've told me. Your mom, like you said, she was always there. Mm-hmm. She didn't force anything. She always put in her two cents. She planted that seed in your brain so that you in turn yeah. would come full circle and realize it on your own. Yeah. And but you she she planted it. Yeah. You also didn't fuck with my mom. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I fucking, can only fucking imagine. But you know what I mean? She planted that fucking seed. Yeah. You know, in your brain, Jason, what the fuck are you doing at this call center? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. And then, but you're just like, hey, this is what I have to do right now. Yeah. And you did it. And then you came full circle and you had your own realization. You had to learn on your own lesson. It's the same thing with our fucking kids. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? I remember... Like it is, it's a trust thing. And at the time it really fucking sucks. Like I remember I went through, um, a ridiculous, um, a ridiculous hard time, um, in college. And, um, I remember I never asked for help. Mm -hmm. I never did because I don't think that, not that I didn't trust that I would get it if I asked for it. I think that was always a thought in my brain. Well, they're not going to help me anyway, sort of thing. So why would I ask? Mm. But there was a point and there was a time in college where, um, um, I was going through a hard time and my dad always was there like for those moments, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. he was the one I would call when I'd finally hit rock bottom and I'm crying and I don't know what to do. My dad never, ever swooped in, never, ever swooped in and picked me up. The only thing he did was give me a little fucking chuckle mm-hmm. and he would be like i'm sorry he's like you're you've got to do this you mm-hmm. know what i mean he's like i can't help you and i used to fucking hate him for that i was so mad all the time because i mean i had brothers and sisters that had moved home and they were now living at home and mm-hmm. he did help this and i mean my youngest brother jesse he has his entire life is owed to me because he is the fucking youngest and I'm the oldest. And that fucking kid literally got everything that the rest of us did not get. You know what I mean? So I always tell him all the time, you fucking owe me. Don't even thing. get me started. Don't get, my, know, my, right? my brother and sister. <laughs> Seriously, right? Fuck that. Fuck, exactly. <laughs> fuck that. Like it's literally. Like, they got uh, braces. 
I know my dad my, my, had benefits, and the only person who got braces in my family was my fucking youngest brother. They, my like, <laughs> if any, if both of them, they could be listening. And <laughs> I hate you guys for your perfect teeth. I know, and right? And then, uh, um, <laughs> goddamn, I'll never smile. I'll actually never forget it. My mom, because of course, as people progress in life, they get better off sometimes. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. When I was a teenager, it was not the case. Like they weren't doing 100% awesome. Yeah. So they said my dad had some benefits. So he's like, you know, we can get, you know, your lower teeth down or your top teeth. Yeah. Down. Yeah. So me being the nice guy I was at the time, I guess I was like, don't worry about it, guys. I'm Exa- cool. See, it's cool. Yeah, I'm good. And then, uh, <laughs> and then as things progressed, they got better off and mm-hmm. and and did well. And so then, <laughs> you guys need braces. George, Steph, you need no problem. No problem. I'm we like, got, God we damn it. I know. It's fucking <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, it's fucking bullshit. Anyway, I, so it's I, like, I have no bad feelings at all. No, not at all. Me neither. And um, we're going to take a break. Cool. That's another half an hour. Oh, my God. Okay, bye. Uh, okay, we're back. So I talking about like going through tough times and mm-hmm. parents kind of just leaving you. Yeah, I know. Um, but what ha- yeah, so same. I left home early. And then um, moved in with my girlfriend mm-hmm. slash soon to be wife. Same, yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, and then, um, this is the best story ever. I don't think I've ever told this on here. Okay, so Ooh. I didn't have time. I didn't have money or um, anything to get to school. Mm-hmm. So I got some OSAP, but that wasn't yeah. going to come until later. Yeah. So they had this study called this place called BioVale, uh-huh. and it was in. Uh, Are you a lab rat? Yeah. So in Mar- in, oh. in Markham or something. I can't remember where it was. And my grandma's and it was a nurse, and uh, so my dad checked with her and said, "Is this safe?" Like, yeah. She's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's safe." Yeah, yeah. So, um, it was a two two thousand dollars for five weeks. You had to stay in this institution what? for five weeks. So I got into Sheridan. Okay. Okay. I'm like, how am I going to get there? Yeah. So besides my regular crappy job, I needed money quick. Yeah. So um, I signed up for this thing and I stayed in the in this facility for five weeks. And uh, what they did was they would wake you up in the middle of the night and take your blood. So they would wake you up three times a night or whatever. You get in a lineup, they take your blood. Um, You take like whatever pills it was for. I can't remember what the study was. Oh my God. All I fucking see is fucking a Marvel movie right now. Yeah. That's why I'm super. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh so, uh, I did that and then, um, super lonely, like by yourself with a bunch of crazy people sometimes. Oh and, uh, my God. so all I did was draw while I was in there. Cause that's the only thing I could do. And, uh, and so I got, I got two grand when I left, which paid, I think first and last for our place when we moved. Oh my God. And that got us the place that we had there, which was a one, which is a bedroom in a house. And uh, so that's what I had to do to get to school. Holy shit. So I was a lab rat, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So this is this was the extent of what my, again, not bashing them. They could do what they could do. So I I, I just. You did it. I just had you to just do it. Di- you just did it. So that's what moments like that force you to do. Like it, it depends it's on how sh- bad you want. I wanted it bad. <laughs> well, clearly. obviously, right? Because I knew that that's obviously. the school I wanted to go to. That's fu- see, that's fucking amazing. But I mean, and and again, and I I don't know what the mentality was behind it, um, coming from my parents because mm-hmm. 
it's so weird because I mean, I know that. So my mom is the exact opposite with my children. I mean, I know grandmas are supposed to be like that sort of thing. Right. But still I find myself and it's kind of, it's kind of horseshit. It's like, I see the way that my kids are treated and I remember the way that I was treated. I'm just like, that's fucking horseshit. Do you know what I mean? I never got a fucking car. I never got this taken care of for me. Yep. I never got to go fucking horse, you know what I mean? Like riding lessons. I didn't get to fucking do any of this shit. Right? Yep. And then and then at the time, I feel so immature for thinking that. I'm like, oh my God, Jasmine, listen to yourself. Yeah. You're literally now, jealous that your children are so well treated yeah. by your parents. I know, right? right? It's like, come on, guys. Where's my present? <laughs> Like uh, this is fucking bullshit. I um, so to to backtrack a bit, I had a great childhood. Mm-hmm. So I had lots of family. We mm-hmm. went to the cottage. Mm-hmm. Everything was, I, I had no worries. Amazing. But it was when, it was when I when I went out on my own. Yeah. Then it was kind of like that was it. It was you needed to own it, and I can see that, right? So, so we've done this. We've done the same with Sam, who's twenty one. Yeah. Who again is probably listening. Hey, buddy. Yeah. And hey, uh, um, Sam. he uh. We kind of did the same thing. We moved and then we're like, hey, we're moving and there's not enough probably bedrooms. Oh my God. I'm there right now, right? This yeah. is so fucking hard for me right now. And it's, yeah. it is so hard. Yeah. So I said to him, as I had to sit him down, I was like, I feel horrible, but I don't know what to tell you. It's time to maybe. Oh my God. I, see, we've had this conversation yeah. and I can't. And oh, I, really? Well, it's so like, I don't know what to do. Do you know what he did? He sat there and he goes, dad, it's okay. Like I'm ready to go. He did. He pulled a U. Yeah. It's so. Okay. He is, he's killing it. He's making his own way. He's working. Mm -hmm. He's paying his rent. He's paying his bills. fucking awesome. Like, what else can you ask for? So I think sometimes where someone's maybe not entirely ready, that's the push they need. And I knew that for him. Mm -hmm. I knew that. Yeah. Because there was things happening. It was like, okay, dude, like Mm -hmm. you're stepping over some lines here. Yeah. It's time for you to, you need privacy. You need to be out. And, and again, it's, it's an insight, right? That, you know, these people or that our parents might've had for us. I mean, I've never had the conversation with my dad about, you know, why did you do that? And obviously I can't now, mm-hmm. but there's other people that have been in my life where I've been in, in the same situation and I've only, so, um, I, I've had three people in my life and one was my grandma mm-hmm. and one was my dad and one was, um, a guy that I was seeing mm-hmm. and I, I, cause I don't ask for help. I don't ask for help. I'm okay because I trust that I can fucking do it and I'm not worried and it's not that I think that I can fucking handle it. I just know that it's going to get taken care of most of the time. But um, all these, so there's three different circumstances in my life where I've been, where I've gone to one of those individuals where I've had these conversations where I don't know what I'm going to do, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, asking for help. Or asking, you know, asking for money or something mm-hmm. like that. So asking for money from my dad and from my grandma and, you know, um, the guy I was seeing, I was just kind of like, Isn't that almost I, impossible? I can't, I can't do it. Oh. I, was, I, I didn't go to him from, it wasn't money from him. It was, it was him. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want to do this. I, I don't want to do this without you sort of thing. It was, I came to him. It, it was like a vulnerable sort of thing. It's like, no, I can't do this without you. Right. I can't attack this journey sort of thing without you. Yeah. Like I'm scared to do this on my own mm-hmm. sort of thing. And every single one of them believed in me and they didn't help me and they didn't give me what I wanted. 
and they put it back on me and they said, you're Jasmine fucking Calistine and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Plain and simple. They said, you're going to be fine. And I don't know whether it was just a moment of weakness in myself or whether they knew, but (laughs) it all turned out. And every single time that I had to rise and handle that shit on my own, Mm -hmm. I just, I just became a stronger and to me, a better version of myself. And for that, I'm so grateful. So I can't ever actually get mad at them for turning me away. I can't. Right. Those are tough lessons. Really hard. Especially when you're like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Well, and that's the whole thing because I hate it. I don't like asking for help. Same. I hate it, especially money. Money was fucking, that was disgusting. And I was actually turned down on both occasions. Yeah. And it worked out fine. Yeah. Everything worked out. And I was also, so the first time I was in college and um, there was a group of us and we we lost one of us. We, we lost a, a member of our group when we were in college. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was very sudden and it was tragic. Um, so I didn't deal. That was my first, that was my first insight to, um, I might be somewhat of an alcoholic. <laughs> um. I I did not deal well. Um, everybody else was still hurting and very, very hurt. But they still got up and they fucking went and they finished class and they fucking did everything and they still did their jobs and they still fucking killed it, right? I went underground. I, I drank all fucking day. I would go out at night. I would get to the point of... Um, such an intoxicated state where I would, I like trashed part of our apartment, the people that I was living with. Um, I spent all my money on fucking booze. It was nuts. It was the, one of the darkest points of my life. And that's when, yeah, I, I literally needed help. And I, I heard a lot of people during that time, right. Especially like let people down my roommates and all that shit. Right. And even, even the rest of the group, I just, mm-hmm. I just abandoned them. That's also a tough time because you're so young. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I did not deal well yeah, at all. Yeah. Um, Heidi, she won't mind me. I won't get into mm-hmm. super detail, mm-hmm. but same kind of experience in college. She uh, suffered like pretty bad depression for a couple of years because she was working, she was working like uh, entire nights at a casino mm-hmm. and then going to school during the day. So she had, she was Fuck. not sleeping. Oh my god! So it drove her crazy, Absolutely. and then and then it snowballed and whatever. She made it through. She graduated. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, when you're so when you're young like that, you think mm-hmm. everything is the end of the world too. Maybe and and of course, and of course, yeah. of course, what you went through yeah. at the time, mm-hmm. like 100 percent felt like it. It did well, yeah. But and I didn't understand right how everyone else was just fucking doing the grind. Like I went to, I, I went to college, but I didn't actually, I didn't actually get my certificate because I would go to class and I would fucking float and I didn't retain a single thing. And I remember, um, it was at the very end there. I was, I was literally like, I was like two months away from graduating Mm -hmm. and they just said, look, you need to get your fucking shit together. Like one of my professors pulled me into class 
and or into her office and she was like, look, we all know what you've been through this year and we want to see you succeed. You have to pull yourself together for the next couple months, you know, do the practicum and go through all this and do it. And we just, and I was like, nah, fuck it. I was just so self-destructive and I, (laughs) I left college without a fucking, without a diploma because of this fucking crazy state of mind that I was in. And it was almost like, fuck all of you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How dare you guys carry on with your fucking world? I mean, everyone, but everyone was crushed. Everyone was destroyed yeah. as well. So they when, just handled it. And I didn't. Yeah. Well, but also not knowing what's behind closed doors. Maybe they were doing like, who knows? Exactly. Who Ex- knows? But that's what I mean, right? But, but, we're all so, we're, but yours led to, yeah. to I'm so that. grateful that they are all in my life yeah. still. And we're all still this huge fucking family. Yeah. So how did you get, how did you come, come through that one? I left. Um, I left, I went home. Um, I went back to Burley Falls and, um, yeah, I went home and I just kind of started over. And that's when, well, and Tommy was born (laughs) um, like a year and a half after that. Yeah. Yeah, So isn't that bananas? I think about that stuff mm -hmm. probably too much where I go back and I'm like, like if this thing didn't happen, Mm -hmm. then I wouldn't have my kids or if this thing didn't happen, I I wouldn't, I think we said it last week. I I don't think Tommy, no, I, I I would have not, no, Tommy and Jackson, I would have, I don't think I would have gotten, um, back together with their dad at that point if that hadn't have happened. And then, you know, what I did do is, um, I volunteered at the high school. I, during that time I volunteered at the high school, um, as kind of more, just kind of like a, like a peer tutor almost, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Just kind of like I was in uh, two different English classes and I just kind of sat in there. Like I wasn't like a, like a scholar tutor or anything like that. Right. I was just kind of there to kind of help them along and just kind of, you know, keep them contained a little bit yeah, but, yeah. and I'm still, and I'm really good friends with a couple of those kids now That's crazy. that are all grown up now and they have kids and everything. I mean, we have like a age difference of maybe like, you know, 10, maybe yeah. 10, 10 years difference. Which as you get older is not really, it's not at all. Right. So, but I really, really enjoyed that. It gave me a focus. It gave me direction. And again, I could help people and I felt like I was giving and making a difference. And I'm back in my old high school where a lot of the teachers <laughs> didn't think that I would, you know, <laughs> turn out to be much or whatever. And, oh, you're back. And, <laughs> and you dropped out of college. Good for you. Yay. Yay. But I owned it. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? I didn't shy away from it. I, um, I owned the fact that that had fucking happened and there's nothing that I can do about it. And I couldn't go back and I didn't want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just fucking, I just got up and I found a focus mm-hmm. and I volunteered a couple days at work at the high school. And yeah, then I became a mom and the rest is fucking history. Yeah. Right. Isn't that crazy? I, know, I remember. Well, well, you deal with what you're given. And so you, you handled it perfectly. Like there's no sense in, in what's happened has happened. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're, you're looking for a way to make it better. Right. Yeah. And I, and it was to me at the time. I don't, I didn't think of it that way, Mm. but now that I'm reflecting back, it's like I did, I found a focus. Mm -hmm. I found something that made me feel good and positive about myself. Um, you know, I removed myself from that toxic cycle Mm. that I was in. 
um, again, abandoning friends like family that were back in college, roommates that were now, you know, needing to carry the rent and all that shit by themselves. Like I fucked them, right? I really fucked up. So I had a lot of that shit that I had to deal with um, and to own. And I knew that I couldn't, you know, I, I would try to make it right in my own way one day sort mm-hmm. of thing. But in hindsight, when I look back, I'm like, wow, I really, I really just did the best that I could with what I had. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, like I said before, you're so young. Like you think, oh, you, do you know oh what I thought? God. Do you know what's Can funny? You imagine? I was in uh, art school for first year and Sam came along, right? Mm-hmm. And I, th- you think when you have a kid, you're an adult uh, immediately. Oh, did we ever? So I was like, did we ever? So I was like, yeah, I got shit figured out. Right? You know, well, we're in the old, we were the first ones with kids too, out of our circle yes. of friends, right? So I was 21. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 21. 21. I know. And I'm almost 43 now. And I'm like, yeah. uh, I still don't entirely feel like an adult. So it's like how at 21. I feel, I feel less of an adult now yeah. than I did when I was 20. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> and I'm liking that part of it. I know, agreed. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't know what, you can't put a old head on young shoulders. Like it's like, so you're gonna, Mm -hmm. you're gonna fuck up like all the time. I know. But it also comes from the fact of what we, so let's look at our, let's look at our perceptions on what being an adult means to us us now versus in the generation and in the, the era that we lived in when we were 20, being an adult was, I have a house. Mm -hmm. I have a husband. I have a kid. I have the car. I, I go to a mom's group. I have these beautiful brand new furnishings from Lyons. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, Like, right. So the nicest, the nicer my things are in my home means the more I'm an adult and I have my shit together. And the more I can validate myself. Exactly. So that was the mentality that we had when we were fucking 20. Therefore, in reality, Jay, in our set reality that we had when we were 20, we really were fucking killing it. But because of the life experiences that we've actually gone through now and we're fucking 20 plus years older now. Yeah. It's the other way. It's the other way. But we had... But that's the whole thing. They're both right. Mm-hmm. Because in that reality, in the real in the world that we lived in then, and in the things that we had to learn from, mm-hmm. the things that we were given, we really were doing that fucking shit. We were owning that shit to that level of knowledge oh God. in our life. I believed it. Right? We totally believed it because we hadn't had these other life experiences yet. And the only reason we're the people and we're at the level of maturity that we are now is because we've gone, th- well, I know, sorry, sorry, rewind. Um, awareness, this level of awareness yes. of this insight that we have is only and it can only come from life experiences. Shit that you go through, fucking crashing and burning and rising from the ashes on your fucking own or the people that are around you, but you cannot. And that has now changed. Mm-hmm. That's now changed our perception of what it means to us now. But this is real now because this is who we are now. But that was still real because of who we were then. So really, we should stop laughing at ourselves. <laughs> well, it's 
It's true. I wouldn't have really thought of it that, but it's true because you don't you know any see, better. You did you just see me like, like if there was a camera on me right now, I think my eyes might have like rolled back in my head and I was yeah. kind of like, I was like, who? I was like seeing like and things if there was up a, in the air. And, and if you could catch the audio in my head, you would hit her <laughs> like wheels turning. <laughs> and then they're going faster and faster oh, right. and faster and faster. Um, because yeah, you're right. There's no, you don't have any knowledge of anything else. So that, exactly. that is your reality. Exactly. So our job as quote unquote adults yes. is to tell our kids basically uh, don't get tied up in all this other stuff that you think is exactly. important. We can't prevent it from happening. What we can is just try to, yeah, like you said, just kind of bring some sort of yeah. clarity to the madness. Do you know what's amazing is when you shine when, spotlights on yeah, certain parts sort of thing. When you feel like you are in a spot where you're very comfortable, um, that's all I need. Yeah, exactly. Like that's all I need. I know. To do when I what I'm doing most every day is that's all I need. I know. And nothing else. Everything starts to drop off. You don't it's need so this. Tr- you right? don't need this. I know. You know, it's it just becomes like um, pr- pretty freeing. Like you don't have to mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need to compensate. I don't need um, whatever. Yeah. I just need to be uh, where I'm at right now. Exactly. I know. Uh, yeah. And if we can, and if we can shine that light, you know, onto the way that our kids see things again, plant the seeds mm-hmm. sort of thing as, as the term that we're using, yeah. um, then maybe, maybe they will, you know, not have to go through so much mm-hmm. in order to get to where we are now. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean, Maybe that's our job, Jay. Maybe our job is to enlighten our children as much as we can without fucking them up when we throw them out into society. But what if each generation just gets enlightened a little bit earlier each time? And if we have the ability to influence our kids to get to where we are right now, let's say even 10 years sooner, Mm -hmm. then when they raise their kids, it's going to be... 10 years sooner for their kids yeah. and then who knows maybe one day yeah. there will be so many fucking positive amazing people just wandering around the world yep. in 100% fucking I remember, love and life I remember moments being like at family gatherings so you mm-hmm. go in you know how it works like you go in and how's work you know how I mm-hmm. remember I remember being asked that stuff when I was doing something I really didn't want to do yeah and I remember convincing myself okay it's so i would say it's a job you know i'm happy i have a job that's classic i'm happy i have a job job. i'm I'm just you know i'm doing my art on the side it's still there you know i'm pretty happy i'm happy with that yeah so as long as i can still do that it's good yeah you're i was lying to myself over and over you feed yourself point being um my family support has always been insane they would always be like oh that's you know that's good you have a it's almost like they're they're almost like um, you know that's it's good you have a job <laughs> yeah. but, but you know where, what's going on like again what? that's the insight it was almost like they had this vision they were they already saw you manifested it into the, your future well you and know the thing what is I mean? where other where other parents would have been like awesome you're making a living yeah you're making exactly. some money yep. that's great good for you yep. where it was they would hope for me that that I would just quit and do and do whatever I was so meant amazing. to do. So amazing. So amazing. Which is wild. 
It's so crazy. Not a You're lot of, very, very, very blessed. Yeah, lots, yeah, lots of support from family as I was growing up, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was so to do something that may work out to nothing. I know. <laughs> I usually just got laughed at. <laughs> well, sometimes I did too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh yeah. Especially the stuff oh, I used really? to draw is like really scary. All so. the creative shit that I always wanted to get into, but now it's like when I talk about the things that I'm doing. I think it's because I believe in myself now. Mm-hmm. It's not just a dream. It's, you know, like when you talk about, you know, I've, you know, shocking, but you know, when I was younger, I wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I really did. And that would have been good for you. I could see that. I would love, I would still. Have I've, you thought about doing like, you know how they have, they have all kinds of theater around I here. I know. I actually did. I messaged a friend a while back cause I had, um, it was, it was, um, you know, I'm going through all this growth and through all these changes and all these processes and I'm starting to feed myself all this positive energy and tap into my, you know, creative side and go back to, you know, all the things that I said that yeah. I wanted to do and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I think it was after like a f- bottle of wine or whatever. And I was like, fuck it. I just want to do this so bad. And I messaged her and I was just like, I just want to be on the stage again. I just want to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just want to feel like, you know, like how hot it is underneath like the stage lights and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I want to do that. Like I can envision it in my brain and I can smell the heat from the lights. And, yes. and, and she was like, this is fucking amazing. She's like, contact this person, contact this person and let me know what happens. She's like, just start throwing yourself out there, whatever. And I still, um, Kate, I'm sorry. I still have not contacted those people, but I'm going to, Yeah, I'm going to, it's just, everything just started rolling so quickly with everything. Um, you know, and that was one of the things that I did reach out and at least I did that. At least I acknowledged I physically Mm -hmm. in, in the real material, in the material world, mm-hmm. as we see it, I made that step. I vocalized it. And therefore, to me, I started the ball rolling. Yeah. Because it can be in your head and you can dream it and you can want it all you want. But until you write it down on a piece of paper, until you speak it outwardly to someone, or until you. I have to write it down like five times. Yeah, do it. Sometimes I'll yeah. do that on the whiteboard here. Yeah. And I'll write it down and I'll erase it. And then I'll be like, God damn it. I'll write it again yes. until it's something happens, because even if it's not the whole thing. Exactly. But do you know what? You're literally, you're, you are starting the wheels of manifestation as mm-hmm. soon as you vocalize it and you make it a real thing because someone has heard it yeah. or you have literally heard yourself say these words to someone else. Therefore you're acknowledging them. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. So I took that first step and it felt amazing and I'm very satisfied with that step that I took. And right now, I'm rolling with all this fucking other stuff and it's feeding me and I love it. And the people that I'm meeting and, and the people have come into my life because yeah, I started balls rolling. Well, it's weird because and I, I, but I, I threw them all the same fucking time, Jay. That's yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Right. So it's just kind of like, here we go. Here's a fucking handful of marbles. Yeah. And whoosh, away what, we go. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same. It's fucking awesome. And I'll throw and see what sticks. And then, yeah, exactly. Um, she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Did that one work, Heidi? I don't know. We're going to say it worked. Okay, cool. Um, like, it felt good. I've taken, for a long time, I took for granted what it, communicating with other people means. It sounds so stupid, but, but I was, mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm really comfortable keeping to myself. Yeah. Um, Heidi and I have talked about it actually. If, if we get on to like relationship talk, oh my, we've God. talked about we can just 
well, we have uh, a couple minutes. We'll take a okay. break. But um, uh, actually conversing with other people and creating like opportunities just for, just by talking to somebody. I know. I had no idea. Isn't that insane? <laughs> it sounds so stupid. But even in the community we have here, I was like, you know what? I'm doing my own thing. No one mm-hmm. wants to hear from me. Mm-hmm. No one, you know what? I'm just, I'm just, just Jay. I'm just doing whatever yeah. I want to do and yeah. I don't need it. Exactly the opposite. It is you the get exact so, opposite. You get so much more than, well, you look, obviously it's nice if a byproduct is you get work from something. Yeah. But um, just even generating ideas or, or eye contact, mm-hmm. like looking at somebody yeah. and like, yeah, it is over so overrated. No, I, I want underrated, sorry. underrated Jay. I want to be a professional, one of those people. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. We briefly talked about public speaking. Yeah. So let me tell you the scariest and most exhilarating thing I did was speak at an old age home. <laughs> an old age <laughs> so get this two two years ago um there's an, an old folks home in town um i think they i'm not sure what happened but it wasn't at anyway it was at a they brought them all in or whatever and they they have a, a yearly thing where they bring in or a monthly thing where they bring in people from the community mm-hmm. to come in and talk mm-hmm. so i got an email and i read the email mm-hmm. i'm like Oh my God, no, I can't do that. What what am I going to say to these people? So, uh, so she was serious. She's like, listen, we really want you. We've seen, you know, some of the stuff you're putting out there. It's really cool. Um, would you come speak to there? So I, I said, finally said yes. Mm-hmm. And I was a hair close to being like, no, I can't. I just can't. I'm not going to do it. And uh, so I showed up and um, they put a head mic thing on me. Yeah. So I'm like, Amazing. this is cool. Tony I Robbins. I think there's a picture on my Instagram <laughs> way back. And uh, and um, there's about 50 of them there maybe. And I had my website up and stuff. And, uh, and I just started talking about, I had nothing planned. I just started talking about my career and like yeah. things that led me to where I am. And this is before I got the studio. I just kind of like really started. Yeah. And um we're running out of time, but I'll finish this up. Okay. So uh, um, I was going through my stories or asking me questions and I started to cry oh. on stage in front of these people because I started talking. You were ta- putting yourself well, out there. You were making what you're doing right. real. So it was that plus I started talking about um, my split and how it affected the kids and how, oh. and for some reason, I guess being in front of everybody, yeah. it was like, I just, I was like, oh no. So it wasn't full on crying, but I was, you could, people could tell I was getting pretty uh, choked up. So, um, after that, I got through that. Um, I just started like talking about all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. So amazing, isn't it? And then people after would come up to me and be like, like, that was amazing. Like, so out of little opportunities like that, Mm -hmm. as small as they are, right? Mm -hmm. So important. And we're going to take a break. Okay. We're recording again and I'm pouring a beer. I have a, I have half a Batman Joker mug. See, on days like this, I, mm-hmm. I have to eat less because I know I'm having so much beer. Like, <laughs> you have to eat less? I do. Because your calorie intake? Yes. <laughs> Sounds so lame. But eat less, drink more. I balloon up so easy. <laughs> 
it's really ridiculous. <laughs> Did you ever see the fucking SNL skit? No. You know when they do those fucking like those they make like the mock commercials where it oh, looks yeah. like a real commercial. Those are and my it was favorite. Okay, so they did one and it's so horrible and it was about a weight loss. This brand new. So it was like like all hyped up like a fucking infomercial, do you know what I mean? They were just like it was like the miraculous new studies have indicated that we have come up with a brand new scientifically formed sure f- way to lose weight. Yeah. And it was eat less, move more. <laughs> It was so fucking Guess what, funny. It works. So fucking funny. I was dying. And they did like this whole like, you know, like they showed like, oh, just, you know, stereotypical shit, right? It was just like big fucking Like bold, the electronic thing bold. you put on your gut. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Like all those, you know, we've tried this and I've tried this and I've tried this. Yeah. I've tried eating light chips versus or a few chips versus the whole bag. It's like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And she's standing there in her pink fucking house coat and like her bunny slipper. Yeah. I was like so cliche. Crazy enough. That's so actually what it's all funny. about for me. I can, uh, as, as long as more. I keep within my calorie level. I lose weight. <laughs> Eat less, move, move more, more. Will work for you or your money back. <laughs> Get funny. out and move your legs. Do it. It Just actually move. works. And that actually kind of coincides. That's hilarious because, um, fucking, um, oh my god, uh, Shelby at SOS. That's, yeah. that's her new. That's this is this is her new thing that she's been preaching. Right. Get out and move. To move. Move your body. Get out and move your body. And it's hilarious. So That's I, all it I is. wonder if she's ever seen that skit. Eat less, move, move more. more. <laughs> it's so funny. It uh, is incredible. I know. It really works. Oh, my God. It's so good. I, I just. Um, I, uh, yeah. I didn't realize it until I lost some weight that, like, yeah, it was a real problem. <laughs> It was a real. I'm like, oh, I should be able to get up, right? Oh, (laughs) cool. Now I can. Tommy's like, so, so my daughter's like texting me because when I left, right? So, okay, so just kind of like, it wasn't just like I had a fun night last night, but my daughter and her friends also had a fun night last night. I mean, they're 19, 20 years old, right? That is but what you do. That is what you do. But we, you and I were talking about it. It's kind of, I'm, I'm finally in a position right now where I'm comfortable being around yeah. my daughter and her friends when they're intoxicated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just kind of just, just doing it. And it get- you know what I mean? Not being like that whole like mom voice in the back. You're their parent, not their friend, Jasmine. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's fucking fun. And yep. you know what? And they're, they're going to do it anyways. And if they're like, you know, so they, they came home from the bar last night, probably about 15 minutes after I rolled in from Toronto and <laughs> just the Shit show watching it transpire from the window. So I see the cab roll up and I'm watching from the window and yeah. the cab door fucking flies open, right? And then you just see like girls' bodies like rolling onto the snow, like falling out of the cab. And there's so much snow on the ground. Oh They're sliding God. all over the place, pushing each other down into the snow, yeah. trying to help each other up. And then they none of them can actually get the fuck up or do they know where they're Oh my god. And so one of the guys ends up having to put his shoes back on and I watch as he goes out into the snow again, throws one over his shoulder. It's like Can you imagine what cab like, drivers see? Oh my god, right? And smell. Oh, so disgusting. And then, and the thing is, so 
<laughs> we did this. Yeah. We did this. When it was time for us to do this, this is how we behaved. You and I, we went through this process. We did these, you know, these drinking sessions and we went out to the bars with our friends and stuff like that. But they have phones now. Yeah. And I can literally, they literally, I I can go on my daughter's phone and she showed me. Yeah. I saw so many videos and so many photos that I literally saw their entire night out at the bar. Yep. Play by fucking play. I got to see pictures of, you know, this guy who was feeding tacos to one of the other guys. And <laughs> I've got videos of these kids. They all come rolling in the door when they finally get in the house. And you know what I love the most about um, being this, this parent where they feel comfortable being around me and they can come home and just be themselves is they are so fucking happy to see me when they come through the door. It's just like, you know, I got this one, one friend, um, of Tommy's and he calls me mama. And then I got, um, her ex-boyfriend. So Tommy's, um, ex-boyfriend and her, it's a recent breakup, but it, they've maintained this amazing friendship wow. and it's so awesome. So they still all go out At together. That age, that's saying something. It's pretty fucking awesome. I'm really proud of them. Really am. And, um, so, you know, he calls me sweetheart and then all of the girls and they're all just like, Jasmine, I love you so much. <laughs> right. And this, this is so funny. <laughs> she comes and she cuddles with me on the couch, this one girl. And when she lifts her head, her fucking eyelashes are falling off her face. Oh, She's got God. fake lashes Just on. a mess. Just a just, but she's so happy. Yeah. And I was dying laughing. I'm like, she's got eyelashes falling off her face, but she's just so happy. And they're all full of love and they're all taking care of each other. And it's just. See, that's nice because it means it, a lot to them that you're, even though they're plastered, like it means yeah, a lot for them that you're there. It was so right? fun. And it's hilarious just watching them and watching their friendships and just the way they interact with each other. And, you know, there's some, you know, love triangle shit stuff going on there yeah. that I know the inside scoop on and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and it, you know, I really enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not one of their group, but they trust to be completely vulnerable like that yeah. and open around me. And it is so much fun. I mean, we all went to McDonald's, you know what I mean? Yeah. We all went to McDonald's and we got hungover food and it was so good. Do you know what's amazing? Oh man, I want McDonald's now. Oh, sorry, bud. I would have brought you something. Mm. I'm so sorry. Um, I've had more moments like that recently than I have in my whole life. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just because um, like Adrian, who's, I keep talking about who's on here because really he's my only friend because mm -hmm. I don't have, I don't, uh, it sounds so bad because you should invest time in friends, whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm content with just being yep. home or whatever. Absolutely. So him and I hit it off when he moved here. So yeah. we hang out. Yeah. And, uh, um, so when we go out, we have, he likes his whiskey and I like mm -hmm. beer. So, um, but, uh, I'd love a whistle stop. Like, uh, mm -hmm. like poutine. So it's he was so laughing at, me, uh, laughing at me last time because I was way more hammered than he was. Did you get and, the Big Mac? And I got the big did, one. The Big Mac. You got the... Did you no, get no, no. Shut up. You didn't get the There's big, a big Mac? Mac? There's a Big Mac poutine, dude. They throw those pickles and the Big Mac sauce on it and it's fucking heaven. And ground beef. So they literally take like a fucking... If I was to pick a problem with that place, they have too many of those <laughs> options. Because when you're there and everything's blurry... <laughs> 
you just pick whatever <laughs> is legible. So I think I pick. I think I literally just pick like the the, the plain one, right? Like the just the, the usual one. Yeah. But uh, plain Jane out of all those fucking yeah. options, I'd say. Can well, I just get a regular? I'm sorry. What did you just yeah. order? What? Pardon? Did you not know we have a uh, Skittles? Uh, <laughs> Poutine? Yeah. Skittles and Oreos new on the menu. Mm-hmm. Skittles and Oreos poutine. So I'd say once a month we do that. Amazing. And um, it's been really good for me. Oh, Just absolutely. Like, even though you, it makes it worth it, even though you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God. Yep. But it's so worth yep. it. I'm such a huge believer in that. And I do appreciate all the time. It's, it goes hand in hand with the, you know, you and I talk about it all the time about, you know, you're you're not tired because you need more sleep. You're tired because you're not doing things that are fun for you, things that spark your soul sort of thing, right? So to me, making those memories, going to live music, like three nights of fucking, I remember one year I was doing like live music and hanging out with friends and it was right, it was after the split. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, uh, yeah. And I was fucking so tired, but I was so happy yeah because it's like i was I'm, feeding yeah. my soul what it needed mm-hmm. and the sleep was sleep but yeah it's a different level of contentment and you can get that back exactly the, the next night yeah and then you wake up the day after that you're so fine. worth the memories so uh, worth the memories that are made yeah. to be fucking tired for a day it's like when i'm up working in here yeah. and um you know when <laughs> i did that that thing for adidas yeah and when i was uh st- i stood over here for f- I stood up for six hours straight. <laughs> so my old man back. I went to sit down. Yeah, I couldn't get back up. <laughs> so, but I wasn't. So it took me half an hour to get back up. I was just gonna up. say, how did you? Get, did you rock? It took me a half how did an you hour. do it? What did you do? Like, what were the so steps what, it's that you weird. took? It seizes up, and then it's my very lower back, like yeah. tailbone. Yeah. So then, um, is it locked? So I go to sit down, and you can feel like a wave come down my back. I'm like, uh oh, oh no, it's coming. Oh no, and then uh, no. she said, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that one actually was very good. So good, um, perfect timing. Then I just it takes me about 20 minutes to get back up. So anyway, so you just got to go slow. Point there, yes. <laughs> okay. Got to go slow, and then just kind of like, you, did you brace yourself like on the? Yes. Okay, so I'm trying to visualize you so in this chair, here. this so beautiful I, fucking. Chair. So then I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then nope. No, nope. <laughs> it was the worst it's ever been. Really? Because I don't usually stand that long. If I stand over here on the table on my my desk thing, yeah, it's usually for an hour. Like it totally, so you're just like. But I was nope. Point being down. of all that is, I was in the zone, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize the time had passed, and it was one thirty in the morning. Yeah. So um, the next day you wake you wake up, you're exhausted, but yeah. then you're like, my God, that exactly. That right? is you're what it's like, all about. Exactly. I felt like I was back in school. I'm pulling all-nighters, like doing right? something really cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Know? It's amazing. It's amazing. I love being tired for those reasons. Yeah. It makes me like so fucking happy. Mm-hmm. Makes me so happy now, when I am tired for those reasons. Now, the other side of that is I'm also very grumpy. So I have those tendencies too. Okay. So I'll go through, I'll, like I'll be tired that day, but I'll also be very grumpy. Um, but still thankful for the the night before. So. <laughs> Amazing. We're going to talk about relationships. Uh, We're just going to jump in. Okay. Jump. Because I have it here. Jump. Um, it's because you and I, um, we have 
both gone through certain transformations and a lot of it stems in our growth, our personal growth, mm-hmm. um, was, um, skyrocketed, fast forwarded, or, you know, we were literally pushed off of a cliff due to, you know, divorce yep. and, um, but you and I now have two totally different stories mm-hmm. to tell of the outcome. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just, it just goes to show you that it just one person's way doesn't always work out to be no right for everyone. Arguably, I would say it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. The split. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Like I feel like it had to happen mm-hmm. and for lots of different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also discovered that you to you have to be happy on your on your own. Yeah. To be in a relationship, mm-hmm. right? Agreed. So I was never on my own. Yeah. Like I yeah. met I met my my ex when we were 17. Yeah. And then Jesus like yeah. moved into her parents' place and then moved away to school together, mm-hmm. had kids, moved mm-hmm. like excuse me. And just and, the way we did things. That's the way our generation did things. So the way it was. Yeah. And again, like we said earlier, that was kind of my truth at the time. Yeah, lived it. Yeah, really believed it. Yeah, um, definitely loved loved uh, her very yeah. much. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you don't realize, like we said again earlier, like what you're in until you step away. Exactly. Like years later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like Heidi and I have talked about this lots. We both, like, listen. When I left that marriage, mm-hmm. I, I told myself when I get into another one there's going to be a brutal honesty. Yeah. Like there's, there's, I'm not, I'm not screwing around with mm-hmm. like, so I said to her, you know what? I could be perfectly happy on my own. Just so you know, like it, it wasn't any kind of weird threat or anything. We were just having an open conversation yeah. about, about she's, just, she's a loner too. Yeah. She likes her alone time. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. Um, and so we're both very happy being a, apart exactly and we've both so huge we've both found our our own um space apart from each other Mm -hmm. so that when you come back together at the end of the day or whatever Mm -hmm. you have lots to talk about you have lots to lots to connect over absolutely um so um i also like to say that i i guess i've kind of found myself when i found her kind of thing yeah so because it was one of those things where it's like, you don't, I didn't know myself at all. I didn't know myself at all. Like, and again, as weird as it sounds, mm-hmm. uh, she makes me feel like a, like a man, like a, yep. like a, like, yep. like someone who it's so weird to explain. No, it's, well, not if you experience it yourself. It's so like a, I know exactly what you're saying because, it, you know, you, you, you just feel like, you're you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Exactly. And that you can do almost anything. Yep. So, um, that's, she gives you a superpower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, probably the best way to put it. Done. Um, and so then that's the moment when that kind of stuff happens where you can look back and realize, Oh my God, mm-hmm. no, literally I was a different person. Yeah. But how is that possible? Like I ask myself that sometimes like, how is that physically, mentally possible? That I can feel like an entirely different person. Like I don't even know myself before. But because you are, you have evolved. You you're a you're science. Our bodies are science. That is you're the same individual, but 
I don't, it's just life. Well, it's, it's, it's just like we said, it's life experiences. They literally have a, a scientific and physical reaction inside our body that mm-hmm. transforms our body and our thought process and the way that we process things and the way that we feel things and the way mm-hmm. that we see um, through new eyes. Every single time mm-hmm. you go through a level um, an experience of life that causes you to grow, you transform. Mm-hmm. You're a different person. Mm-hmm. That's literally what you are. You are now looking out of different eyes than you did before because the things that happened to you in life, whether it was good or bad, have now transformed your fucking scientific insides. Mm-hmm. They've transformed you. So you you are literally yeah. a physically different being than you were because every single day something happens in your life that just triggers another movement another like do you, do you want to get into transformer references like do you want to like let's fucking do that shit right it's like you're just you're transforming you're just you know you know you look at you know optimus as a vehicle okay and every single time you know, something changes, like, something happens. Like Starscream. In your, yeah. Like, f- I don't want to talk about Starscream. <laughs> he fucking physically makes me so fucking angry. He is a pussy. He is a weasel. He's slimy. And I don't like him. Did you have friends who had all the Transformers? Did I have friends? Did that you had... have all the Transformers? No. Okay. Neither did I. I wish I did. So my ex, mm-hmm. so um, Rowan and Silas's dad, mm-hmm. he went through, I can only like, you know what? He's, he's had some fucked up shit happen in his life. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the most traumatic things that I think that he's never dealt with is when his dad threw all of his original, like I'm talking metal, I'm talking metal. Okay, not fucking plastic. That's how they made them back then. I know. And I'm he, so mad they don't he, anymore. I, well, they should. It's fucking horse shit. It's not like we don't have all these recycled materials. It's where not we even can, a joke. I know. They this sh- is this, they, this makes me angry. Like, yes. I don't know whether you've noticed, but this topic now is making me angry. We've gone from okay. <laughs> relationships to old metal toys. <laughs> okay, but his dad threw them all in the garbage. It makes me, like, it makes my stomach Sick. turn right now. Like, I'm really upset. So I can only imagine. My mom did the same. I had He-Man and G.I. Joe. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Don't know where they went. I have everything. Okay, so, but they weren't actually my toys. See, I mean, I have, I'm the oldest of five, and I have three brothers. So you can imagine the toys that have gone through these boys. And I, you're talking action figures. You're talking, like, the big crazy hard you know rubber wrestlers and everything and my parents didn't throw anything out and then they kept everything and then when dad died and they were well, actually it wasn't even no dad hadn't died yet so they were moving from this big giant fucking house finally into a smaller home and they literally filled the fucking garage with all the stuff that they weren't taking and it was all the stuff that they had been carrying for us for years right all of our school stuff, all of our old toys, all of the keepsakes, all of that stuff. Do you know who the only one who fucking showed up to get stuff was? Take a fucking guess. And guess who now still carries all of it for all of her brothers and sisters because none of them came to get it and I can't throw it away. Well, like any good stuff? It's so good. My kids play with it now too. Like, well, silence. So it's gone through. No, like anything you should sift through there to see if it's worth money. 
Oh no, it's destroyed. Oh, like half it? of it is like, I mean, but think about how many generations these have gone. Yeah. Like they're gone through my three brothers and now, and then Jackson for a very, my son, my 17 year old for a short period of time and now Silas. And they're finally breaking now that some See, of them have mom, come to Silas. But no, I didn't I can't have, do it. I can't throw it away. I can't do it. And I won't fucking do it. My best friend at the time, uh, his name is Jeff Tynan. Jeff Tynan, hi, best friend to Jay. I lost touch with him. I can't even find him. Pardon me. I, I'm know, a finder. I'm no, a finder of people. Social media and he's not on it. Anyway. He, Jeff Tyner, are his, you out there? His, his dad was a lawyer and mm-hmm. his mom was a home, like a stayed at home. Uh, you should answer that. It's Tommy. Go ahead. Okay. I'm going to answer it on the podcast. Hang I'm going to drink. Okay. Okay. Jasmine's talking on the phone. Hello? Hi. Hi, you're on the podcast live right now. What do you want, baby? Oh, you're so sweet because you know mama's drinking again, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you're such a good girl. I do, but Jay and I aren't done yet. Okay, no, I was just wondering. Okay, thank you. Do you know what time are we going to be done? Uh, Jay, what time are we going to be done? Um, we're at 21 minutes of the fourth segment. So probably <laughs> we'll take a break and then maybe another 15 after that. So let's, okay. let's say another 45. Another 45 minutes, T's. That sound cool? Okay, honey. Thank you. No problem, bro. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you, bro. No problem, bro. No problem, bro. My kids are the She's best. She's so cool. Oh, God. Don't get her started. What did Tina... So, my girlfriend came over yesterday before we went to Toronto because we were all driving up together. And Tommy was there and... Tommy, she just she just walks into the room and she just does she she is the walking definition of zero fucks. Okay, sounds, it's like she sounds a lot like you. it's hilarious. <laughs> so it's like she walks into the room and I literally just like she just starts spewing about certain things and stuff like that. And Tina's there and I just look at Tina and I say, Tina, when I grow up. I want to have zero fucks, just like Tommy. And <laughs> Tommy's just like, yeah, it's pretty good life. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's just, she just, that's just who she is. It's hilarious. Anyways. That's the best. Yeah, it's good. It's good shit. Um, anyway, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pissed about toys. And, what the fuck? Okay, so we got so off topic, but it's, <laughs> but it's okay. So listen. It's true. Uh, it's a real beef of mine. Okay, because I have okay. a I have a Skeletor over there, which, which one day is going to go missing, and I won't know right, where it is. Right, which Sam bought for me, but He Man goes for over a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I had like five or six He Man. It's fucking and horseshit. I had the Stealth Bomber, GI Joe Stealth Bomber. <gasps> I had um, uh, Castle Grey Skull. I had it doesn't matter. I would do everything. Listen, I would I, do anything for Castle Grey Skull, literally. So there's a place in town that, um, yes, uh, things from mom's basement. So, so Aaron, who I went to high school with owns mm-hmm. it and, uh, I keep watching to see what they have. Oh, really? I'm like, I got to get in there. I got to get You're something. You're going to do it. Man. I know. So we were talking about, so going way back. Yeah. Relationships. And, and anyway, toys are fucked right now. We're talking about toys. <laughs> toys are fucked right now. I know. You it, could, you could touch, horrible. you could touch yeah. it and it'll break. No, it's awful. It's it's so hard when you go to get anything for the kids anymore. And, and I want them to have all these amazing, cool yeah. toys because one of my favorite things to do when I'm – one of my favorite things to do, I think, is cleaning um, boys' rooms. I love – so little boys' rooms. Yeah. I love – like I used to love doing Silas's room and Jackson's room because – you know, you set all the toys up. 
Oh, yeah. You clean the rooms, right? You clean it and then and you find all the toys that have been missing forever. Up. And then you, you know, you pose them and you set them all up. And I used to have Silas's like Marvel organized on one side and then the, all the DC guys would be on the other side. And that's how I taught him who was Marvel and who was DC. It's like they were on different levels, right? So much fucking fun, right? Such a good mom. So much fun. It's, I feel bad for Ro because I just, I'm not interested in her toys. You know what I mean? I just want to, so it's like, I don't have as much fun cleaning her Me room too. as I do I'm boys' start buying rooms. Callie some, like, yeah, but cool that's it. But then, but now there's like cool shit like fucking Teen Titans Go and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like the Rowan, like both girls and boys, they yeah. love that shit. Because here's the thing if you threw Optimus at your friend in 1984, <sighs> Uh, he was going to the hospital. Absolutely. So now, if you throw Optimus at your friend, yeah, he's like, "What?" Absolutely, I know. He's like, "What?" It, it breaks. It crumbles on the ground, Bullshit. and then you're just like, "Those aren't even real they Optimus colors." Damage. Those aren't even real Optimus colors, anyways. Like they don't even get the colors right half the time anymore. It's fucking horseshit. It's really sad. It makes me anyways. kids don't really get it. Okay, they, so we're gonna go. Okay, yeah. That well, was that was we needed to take that break because yeah. I haven't actually unleashed on. Um, the toy situation hasbro and mattel i mean oh we should well well here's the thing i don't even understand they say you know it's you know it's uh you know materials and stuff like that do you know how that's memories though that is but look at the recycle shit that we can do now look at the things we have all kinds of recycled resources where these toys can be made and produced and there are buyers Oh no, there's access to all these things. But but the thing like, is it's like that's how the, well, I'm not gonna I don't wanna go spend a hundred bucks on He Man. I just want them. <laughs> but that's the whole thing though. It's like I'd I want my kids to have these toys, but I won't even go and spend the money on them anymore because they're just gonna break. Yeah, oh that's true too. Like they're just gonna break. Man, oh man. I know. I know. It's sad. Well, I'm glad we addressed it. I know. Here. Thanks for helping me get that off my fucking chest. So we so we were on trans transformations yeah transformations yeah well we just talked about you didn't understand how you could oh, literally yes. physically but literally that's what's happened so in reality what you're feeling is completely believable because mm -hmm. that's what's happened to you yeah. but the um you know it's bizarre it is bizarre but you do you you transform yeah well clearly it's real because it did happen but mm -hmm. um it's just it's it it takes so much time that like time passes like this and you look back and you just don't understand it. Like you it just, it's hard to grapple with because you see old pictures and mm -hmm. you, see, you remember old things and mm -hmm. you're like, that was not me. Like of a who well, just, what do you mean? Like things, so, that, things that mean things to you now or things that you did or things that I did. I was just, I was just, there was no fire. It was very much, um, I would just do, I would just do whatever I had to do to get by. Well, and I think that's, are you talking like when you were in a relationship? Yeah. So, but that's, I mean, that's part of the fucking growth process. There is so well, many. Well, actually both, um, like career and yeah. relationship. I was just coasting. Yeah. Well, and that's the whole thing though, but you have to, everyone, that's part of the transformation, Jay, because if you don't go through those moments, mm. then they don't lead you to the passion, to your goal, because you have to go through that whole weaning out process. Mm -hmm. You have to dabble. You have to experiment. You have to have those 
blah moments in order to realize yeah. the fucking yeah, yeah moments. Yeah. It's the light and the dark. You have to have you have to have the blah in order to have the fucking raw. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yes. You have you have to have that because you won't appreciate what well, sparks you if you literally have not experienced what doesn't. But it's amazing to me that it takes well, you hear it often where it takes like something traumatic to happen where where you make mm-hmm. that shift. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. It's me. true. Yeah. Um her, my girlfriend and I, she's um she's a very she's a very intellectual person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's very book smart. She's she's so fucking amazing and right now she's like doing this crazy thing. It's almost like she's trying to revamp the, you know, the th- she's literally trying to revamp the thought process of humans in order to work more collectively as a team in, um, in the corporate world. Um, but anyways, that's just kind of like, Oh, that's good. So, so is she, is she going into businesses? Yes. Unreal. It's almost like, and I'm just like, I'm like, you're a fucking mad scientist. Like that's what you're doing right now. You're a mad scientist right now. Cause you're literally revamping almost the thought process you're growing new brain cells almost like you're you're creating a new part of the brain mm-hmm. and she's like kind of i'm like no literally that's what you're doing yeah it's amazing right yeah. to think about what she's actually because and it's all and it's geared through thought process so when you can train your brain to think in a certain way by doing certain exercises and practices, Mm -hmm. you grow, Mm -hmm. you grow new thoughts and your brain starts actually functioning in a different way. It's just the same with positivity. Yeah. It's the exact same thing, right? So she's literally reprogramming and training the brain. (laughs) But what, and training the brain. And, we got we got cut off there because oh, I wasn't man. looking at the time. So that, that's what she does. So she's reprogramming the brain to basically so that this huge group of people, different age groups, can work better as a team. So work collectively without because it, it's all the different age groups, right? Yeah. All these different levels of processing. Like we talked about when we were 20 years old, yep. we had a completely different fucking reality than we do now than when we're 40. Mm. Okay. So what she's doing is she's reprogramming and she's coming up with a creative thought processes for this company to implement into all of their employees so that they work better as it's, they literally just function better because all of their brains have now this new central hub that they all go to when they're around each other so they work better together. Pardon? That's crazy. Pardon me. And then I want to have a shout out because I want Bill Nye on the show because I'm in love with him and I'm a total geek and I love Bill Nye and I love Nick Nurse and I love who else do I love that's a total geek? I think Bill, Bill, I'd marry Optimus Prime if you want to get into that shit. Like I think Bill Nye has a cottage near here. What? No, I'm lying. Stalker. I only said that because I think I'm <laughs> a stalker now officially. <laughs> I think some people actually some door knocking. Like, Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Is that a cumulus cloud? <laughs> anyway. He's still going, eh? He's ridiculous. Have you seen his show? He has a show on Netflix and it's for adults and he swears and he loses what? his shit on government and about the environment. And he has like the hottest scientists that you can possibly imagine that actually exist out in this world, yeah. male and females. He brings these 
amazing real scientists from all over the fucking world onto his panel, onto his show, and they literally rip this fucking world a new asshole because they they unleash all of their amazing scientific facts and knowledge. And they're just like, you got nothing. You guys are fucking assholes. And this is the scientific proof why. It's amazing. Wow. I know. Bill Nye is the hottest thing in the whole world when he swears. It's nuts. <laughs> it's like, wow. <laughs> Look at your face going on right Oh, I, I don't <laughs> blush, Jay. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Well, that's it. It has to I happen. Know. You guys have to meet. <laughs> no, you <I> <laughs> <laughs> be like, blah, blah. Bill, could you just like roll off like the elementary chart for me, please? <laughs> just, <laughs> just read it out. <laughs> just, oh, shit. You know. Oh man. I know. Anyways, that's that's how weird jazz is. Yeah. I wonder if Bill Nye's on Tinder. <laughs> I would swipe. I don't even know. Is it because I've never been on there? I've never been on there. I don't. I can't do. I won't do it. Like I'm mm-hmm. single now. Okay, so we talked about always being in a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I was literally always in a relationship from the time that I was, you know, yeah. 16 years old. So I was with Tommy and Jackson's dad for yeah. 10 plus years, two kids, you know, all through high school, all that sort of shit, right? Yeah. And then that relationship rolled almost immediately into mm-hmm. a relationship with Rowan and Silas's dad. Mm-hmm. And that one was 13 plus years. Wow, was it? Yeah. I think it was 13, 13 years. Like, um, yeah, because Tommy and Jackson, they were just, I think, two and a half and five, yeah. three and five, I think. Anyway, so yeah, so I was always in these relationships and I I evolved as a person myself, but I never was alone. Mm-hmm. I was never alone. So, um, you know, Again, you and I have the exact same opinion. So that the end of that relationship and that part of my life and that person who I was is literally the best thing that ever happened to me as well. Mm-hmm. We we both share that common ground because mm-hmm. then, you know, we we found ourselves. Yeah. We learned to be alone. We learned to be happy. We learned what made us happy. Yeah. And then you find that someone, right? Yeah. That reflects that back in you. Mm-hmm. And Again, like you said, Heidi gives you superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. Because she sees all the good points in you, the things that you love about yourself, mm-hmm. she also loves about you. Mm-hmm. And it's like she can hold up a mirror in front of you sort of thing and and help you always see that superpower mm-hmm. that you have within yourself. Yeah. Right? So, so basically, but you had to find that, mm-hmm. that happiness and that self – fucking everybody preaches it but it's really real like and we're just another example of that right Mm -hmm. yeah so i did i did all that fucking i did all that alone time and and i traveled and i did all this amazing self-work and this self-love and you know and then you roll into and you know you roll into a new relationship sort of thing and it's it's so evolved and it's so different than anything that you've ever been involved in your whole fucking life because I don't think it's because of the person. I think it's because of you. It's because of what mm-hmm. you have found within yourself. And you you attract that. Also science, mm-hmm. Bill, Bill, <laughs> Bill, not the science guy. Bill, we'll, we'll Bill drop your he's so cool. Um, you know, so you attract, you know, what you are. 
So if you're giving out positive vibes, then those positive, they're going to fucking come back and they're going to circulate and they're Mm going to find you. Right. It's a, it's a, it's magnetism. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you find yourself and you find that self love, you're going to attract people who see the same things in you that you're starting to learn and love about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's, it's a weird one because when you also have someone like Heidi who came in, um, when I already had three kids I know, fuck, right? and she was very clear at the beginning. She didn't want any kids. Yeah. So when I met her, she was 25, right? Yeah. So she's coming up to 35. And, um, so it was like, she went through a whole lot of shit for 10 years. Fucking right. She did 10 years of, of stuff. I'm not even going to get into, but really bad stuff yeah. and just dealing with all that stuff, all that yeah. baggage. Yeah. So, like, oh yeah, it's insane. Like, it's, yeah, it's it's wild what people will endure to like make know, it work. Make it work exactly, yeah. and that's and that's the whole difference. And there are people out there, you know, everybody's just, you know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of failed relationships. I mean, I'm going on, I'm going on number three, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, so mm-hmm. right, but but there's lessons to be learned in every single one of them, mm-hmm. and I and I take you know, full responsibility for things that went wrong in those relationships. And I think that's where my perception on those relationships now are because I can own my own shit. Mm -hmm. I can own it. And I see them all as parts of my life that were supposed to happen for me in order to learn a lesson, to have those children, to meet those individuals and to have that life experience with them is gotten me to where I am today. Yeah. Right. So in turn, I can't have, so the lessons learned, especially from divorce and who I've gained as myself because of divorce, Mm -hmm. I can't be truly happy and love everything in my life right now and then turn around and say something negative or be angry that those things happened. Mm Mm-hmm. You can't. Yes. You can't do it. No. You're not allowed to do that. That's a fucking rule breaker. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't be a hypocrite to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Don't be, don't turn that shit on yourself. Just fucking own it. Appreciate yeah. it. And I mean, I have, and they're all different levels now. So um, I I don't have a, I, I don't have a speaking, I mean, if necessary, you know, I speak to one of my exes, but I mean, the kids, they're older now, right? There's, that's know, a beautiful thing when they're older and they're, and they they're older now. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a, it's a more relaxed atmosphere for everybody, for both households that those conversations don't need to be had anymore. Right. And there's just too many differences, um, there. And I choose to just not engage. Yeah. Right. So that's, do I wish that things were different? Yes, because for a long time we were on very good speaking terms sort of mm-hmm. thing. But with Rowan and Silas's dad, it's the exact opposite. He yeah. is one of my best friends. Yeah, I don't care how it ended. I don't care why it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, was it difficult? And there's lots of things that people will say and, and the way shit went down. He's literally one of my best friends. And... Um, and his his new girlfriend, his girlfriend that he's with, right? Mm-hmm. 
amazing. She's an amazing human. She fucking loves my kids. My kids love her. And when it comes down to it, that is literally the only fucking thing that matters. Yeah. She is 100% accepting of um, my relationship with their father. Mm -hmm. She doesn't get, as far as I know, she doesn't get threatened. She doesn't get upset. She knows that him and I are best friends Mm -hmm. and she accepts that. And she doesn't impose or do anything to damage that she's alongside and she's taken all of that for what it is. Do you know how fucking grateful I am for that? That's a huge one. It's massive. Huge. It's massive. And it makes me love life so much. And it makes me literally love the fact that we're divorced. Yeah. (laughs) I love that we're divorced because it has given me this opportunity to love him in this completely different way and to have him as the father of my children from a totally different perspective and to have this new woman in my children's lives. Like I literally just see it all as a fucking blessing. Yeah. It's all a blessing because it's only benefited our life. See, I don't have that experience. Exactly. That's Um, where, right? Yeah. It's been, it's not been nice over the last, well, 10 years, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm thankful for that to happen. That's exactly. Yeah. So So, there's there's still that common denominator. Yeah. But um, I, yeah, there's just not, there's just, it, it has not been possible. Yeah over the past 10 years. And that's where it comes down to. It's just, it sometimes it just doesn't fucking work. No, 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 not from willingness and not from trying and not from looking at things from different angles and you coming at it from different perspectives. Mm -hmm. The effort is there and that's all that you need to, that's all that you need to know. And you do know that you Mm -hmm. and Heidi know that you guys have done everything that you can and Mm -hmm. in your power to help and to ease the situation. You've never ignited any of the fires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What else can you do? Nothing. No. Right? Take so, it as a loss and a lesson learned yeah. of how you don't so we, want to be. We've always said, like, we're just going to be ourselves and the kids will see that. And exactly. that's what kids need is a constant. They do. Right? They just yep. need to see the that they have someone mm-hmm. to rely on. Yep. And that's literally all we all you can do, right? Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. And, and again, yeah. And I've come from that perspective and it's worked out. It's worked out very well. I mean, even just look at, let's look at Tommy and her boyfriend's breakup. Right. At that age. Um, in this day and age, when eventually, when you see all these young kids and a lot of their relationships don't have any meaning, mm-hmm. they're so shallow, right? You yeah. see them in, and they bounce back and they move on to the fucking next person just like yeah. that. Just in today's media and the dating world. Don't even get me started about the fucking dating world right now as a 41-year-old single woman for the first time in her life. I might die. Um, like, But look at how well they've handled it. Yeah. They were together for almost, I think it was like a year and a half, maybe a year and a half they were together. And that's a long time for kids their age. And they've handled it very maturely. Yeah. And they took it. And nothing bad happened to end the relationship. They were just, just, they were just honest about it and they're loving towards each other. And if I can take any sort of fucking credit from that, mm-hmm. I'm a happy mama. Yeah. Like, right. Like if, if any of the way that I have handled my divorces, especially the, you know, like the, like from Rowan and Silas's dad to even like my most recent relationship, 
if they took anything from the way that I dealt with that mm-hmm. and it's reflected back on them because I mean, I mean, they lived at my house, yeah, right? So, I mean, both of them, you know, Tommy and her boyfriend, they were both, you know, partial. They were part and partial. They saw all of that process, right? So, yeah, I, I'd i like to, if I can take any sort of credit for that, I'd, yeah, it makes me so fucking happy. Well, clearly, like, seeing that it's going to be a great thing because then they know, okay, this is possible. Like, Like, I mean, he can't, like, I mean, and he was there last night. Like he's one of these fucking kids who came back from the bar last night. I mean, they're not kids, but they're kids came back from the bar last night. And I was so happy to see him and he was happy to see me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we can still all exist in the world and the way that social media has built relationships and the perception of what relationships should be for these kids. Yeah. I think it's a fucking win. Yeah. It's pretty much a win, bud. It is. Yeah, it's a it's a win. But I think you're killing it as a mom. Thanks, man. 100%. I think you're killing it as a dad. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to we're going to wrap okay. up. That was a good one, man. You right? So well, that that was um 2 hours and 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Is that longer than that? Yeah, the, that one was the last one was like two hours. an hour. Was so it over 15? Know? Wow. Broke breaking more records. Hey, look at us go. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> I see that. I see my emoji right Optimus. now. Yeah. No, Optimus has his sword pretty much and then he's got really big oh. guns, dude, not little pew pew. Oh. Optimus has big guns. See what he's happens. Hot. Memory. Optimus is so sexy. He's the best. <laughs> I know. Now I see. Now I want to go back and watch because I'm sure you, I'm sure they're all on YouTube. Actually, oh, they are. They're they're all there. One of my what's one of my favorite ones? I'm gonna I'll message it to you. It's on it's on Netflix, and it's um not the dinosaur. What the, oh. they're coming out with a new Transformers. Pardon me. Mm-hmm. I'm um, not okay. Wow. Kevin Smith is making it. Oh, okay. Well, so I have some good. hope, man. Okay. Like I was really upset there for yeah. a second and then you said Kevin Smith. And then so. He-Man is doing a, some kind of reboot. Pardon me? Yeah. Pardon me? But it, you know what? All these things, they're so cheaply done at the end. Like when you, when they're like, I don't know, people have tried with these things. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. I'm cautious. I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I what am. about Thundercats? Thunder, thunder, thundercats. Yes. Yeah, I know. That was the best too. So fucking good. Kids, just, ne- kids don't realize they don't get it. Yeah, I wish I could just take them back just to like the mid eighties, just for a second, and just give them like a just week a, in our world, just a snapshot, a week, a week in our world, including Disney on Sunday nights at six yeah. o'clock. Yes, right. That's all I want. The castle and the fireworks. Yeah, that's all I want out of life is Disney at six on Sunday nights, and my kids to literally get fucking jacked for it. Everything's on demand now. Oh, oh, it's another phone. Oh, okay, we're gonna finish. Popular demand. Look, I, I. Thank you for coming I, back. I fucking love it here. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And it was fun. And um, I think we talked about some really good stuff. Me too. Thanks, bud. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Bubba Ken. Peace bye. out. Bye.